0: Right here on Monday night.
1: You want a war? You're gonna get one. You fans can stick it, brother. Brett screwed Brett. This is bullshit. And I also appreciate
2: the fact that hell, you can kiss my ass.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 142 of Square Circle Gazette Radio, I am Liam O'Rourke alongside Carl Jones
2: Yep, I'm drinking for this one
0: And Kieran O'Rourke And we are back this week, again At fucking again <laughs> Return to the Monday Night War timeline, ladies and gentlemen, to talk November of 1999 in the war. And again! Every Raw, every show, both pay-per-views of November, we stress again. Again! Uh, <laughs> because we did have a uh, recording faux pas, unfortunately, the first time we recorded this show a couple of weeks back. Not the only recording faux pas or technical glitch will be mocking during this broadcast. You
2: see, what Liam calls a recording faux pas, I tend to refer to as a catastrophe.
0: <laughs> An appropriate word and I think that actually a few of these broadcasts we'll talk about today quantify for the same term. So that,
3: I think we should just whack up the, the like a blank three hour show and say, just put it down to recording issues a la WCW Nitro <laughs> in this month. The truest tribute of all. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
3: Yeah. This is the first show in a while we're glad to be back
0: with you around the oaken table again again for this topic however I will say that the next show that we're going to do next week uh, usually at SCG we uh, we kind of kick around the uh, the kind of ...current events when the Big Four take place. We decided we're not going to do that this year... ...because we don't care about <laughs> about what he's doing, quite frankly. So, we're going to return to our Room 101 idea... Uh, ...that we've uh, done previously for wrestlers, personalities, tag teams... ...and this time we're going to be doing TV shows and pay-per-views. So, episodes of a television show or a pay-per-view event. Whichever you want to pan, whichever you want to banish... ...into history, into Room 101. Give us your reasons why you want this show to be uh, banished forever... And uh, we will be discussing it, debating it
3: amongst ourselves, and a majority vote will win next week. Did you mention something about the adding a more speculative element to the feedback as well. Yes, of course. Yeah. The element of if you remove the show from history, the
0: domino effect of what takes place obviously wouldn't be removed as well. So there's
3: hindsight.
0: Yes, there's a lot to think about with your votes, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just panning a bad show. So uh, it will be interesting to hear what people say next week in their nominations.
3: Although uh, fundamentally, it is panning a bad show,
0: which is what we love.
3: So <laughs> get, give us
0: your venom, give us your Vic venom, because we're going to be dishing out ours <laughs> today. Fuck him. Yeah.
3: So, erase him forever. Yeah, please. That's a terrific threat. It should be. It probably because not mean
0: it as one. <laughs> Nine pages of notes to talk about here in November '99, and unfortunately, yes, five nitros, five roars due to the, the breakdown of the month. So let's get it. Uh, let's get it started on the notes here. and pay per week. We've been through this already on WCW Live. Vince Russo said that he would never show his face on television. Which should mean it would become the first time in pro wrestling history that the most pushed person in the promotion on TV not only doesn't wrestle, but doesn't even appear on television.
2: No, we'd just get images of his wanking hand. <laughs> the
0: prick. And in one of the silliest stories we've heard, Walmart has pulled the Al Snow dolls after a complaint about the doll making light of violence against women. Uh, several major toy chains throughout the week also banned it, including Toys R Us and Kmart. So uh, this is Al Snow becoming relevant.
2: Well, you know, Toys R Us recently went out of business, so who won that war?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now moving on to, speaking of winning the war, November 1st, it's Nitro, everybody! Which way's it gonna go? (laughs) (laughs) This is, of course, the first full month of Vince Russo WCW that we've uh, reviewed in this timeline. And uh, we've got some doozies here. I'm just going to say, to preface this... If we took notes on everything that happened on these shows, we'd be here
3: for three days. I could not, If I, I actually tried to do this when we started the first Nitro, and about 20 minutes in, I just gave up because I had just. There's so much shit and hilarity you could comment on. Yeah. Uh, so I do feel like we're shortchanging you a little bit, but. Maybe these, these are future okay. reviews that we Maybe can do. Bit, yeah. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, for, for those of you that have watched the timelines along with us, if you haven't, God bless you. You'll and un- if you have God bless you for yeah. more yeah. Yeah. you'll understand what we mean by saying that some of it's just too much to comprehend
0: yeah the show opens up with Bret Hart yelling at Hall and Nash for interfering in his match with Goldberg last week this of course is when Bret won the US title in the world title tournament um, so so Hart comes out on crutches he's selling an ankle injury limps to the ring and said that Goldberg should be the US champion Uh, Sid comes out and says he wants to be the US champion and clotheslines Brett off his crutches Uh, Hall and Nash then come out and hand the belt to Sid so Sid has possession of the US title that Brett holds that he wants Goldberg to have this is just the beginning Uh, they show the WCW title tournament bracketing and somehow DDP's in the second round even though his match with David Flair never even took place forfeit I guess a forfeit um, yeah tell us like that. <laughs> Vampiro beats Berlin when the Misfits ran in the Misfits making their debut here so long Insane Clown Posse and uh, when you're replaced by these fucking bumper that says something because these guys are all over the TV and ain't pretty oh they're amazing <laughs> there's a few spectacular Misfits moments uh, coming up so we'll get to them as they come along um, Kimberly quits the Nitro Girls my God, what a segment. Yep. Backstage, obviously, this is because things are just getting too serious in WCW with everything that's happening with, with Dallas and with David Flair. She just can't handle the pressure of the Nitro Girls. The Nitro Girls respond by arguing over who is the leader of this illustrious group.
2: Kennedy assassination, moon landing, break with the Nitro Girls.
0: <laughs> Where were you? where were you they did the kid cam spying on Luger and Liz the first of an absolutely splendid series of events this month (laughs) who
3: would like to jump in on this absolute shambles this is we mentioned um it goes without saying I think anyone listening to this will know that the, the Russo product had a lot of technical glitches especially the first two weeks but literally every backstage segment is it's shit first of all in idea um and execution but also the actual production values of every single segment this oh it's audio is off you can't hear every them. single segment um, there's, barely hear these there's like interlation issues the video where they've used different video formats um, they come back this segment in particular is I have no idea the audio is just out of sync for starters it runs on at, the, the the clip runs on long after the, the it's out of sync with the audio and then the clip itself runs on for about 30 seconds afterwards after the segment is supposed to be called cut and it cuts back outside to the producer calling cut and it's just the most biggest fuck up and it's out of sync anyway so <laughs> yeah. they couldn't even fuck up you know the fuck up's fucked up the fuck up's fucked up right, yeah. and then they fucked up the fuck and up and then they fucked up the fuck up of the fuck up uh, it's just it's mind boggling it goes to saying that this company is owned by a huge production company and it's that's just added layers of mind bogglingness but it's all down in my opinion because Russo's trying to ram in so many segments to make it to create this w w f style at- attitude atmosphere backstage and you know which I understand what he's trying to do but Jesus Christ man the execution yeah. it's like it, there's so many of these shitty little segments these expositions that aren't needed um or don't actually expose and explain anything that's relevant anyway it, it's just it's a guy who's has an idea of what he thinks he contributed to the previous show and doesn't realise what other people contribute to that previous show I think yeah. So, yeah
0: and it's telling here obviously like we said it's a, the, uh, see I think that they told because the whole idea is that the, you know, the the filthy animals on the outside with a camcorder are acting like Elizabeth's getting changed in the dressing room that's like giddy little schoolboy. It's not
3: because the audio's out of sync well there,
0: there is that but then it actually cuts inside and shows you the video which was obviously filmed separately it's just Luga <laughs> pumping up in the mirror <laughs> so that's, the, that's when you know things are a little bit askew to begin with and then of course after where they think they're clear we get the
3: her, huh? Liz, her, huh? Liz and then her laughing drinking a soda They say they were spying on they thought they were spying on Liz but from the way Billy, R- Billy and Lex uh, square off In their match with Lex, you know, doing the uh, taking the piss out of Billy's arms. Maybe Billy was just impressed by Lex's physique. (laughs) Maybe, actually. Maybe. At first, says Dave Meltzer,
0: I thought they were trying to spoof wrestling angles by showing it was an angle, but that wasn't the case. Some kind of high uh, high concept. (laughs) What did you think when you saw this back, Carl? I just. Lex is great this month.
2: Lex is tremendous, but that's not really the point here. (laughs) Um, You'll have to forgive me if I've got the uh, chronology a bit wrong here a bit askew given that it's so such a mind fuck not Russo shows at this point are we still at the stage where Tory's been kidnapped yeah Tory's kidnapped given doesn't seem to care yeah
0: (laughs) was that yeah yeah
2: yeah Yeah. yeah, I think that just speaks for itself (laughs) your manager slash girlfriend slash piece whatever you want to describe her as has been abducted and you're perving on Luger
0: yeah with a camera (laughs) yeah And this is Tory Wilson, by the way. Anyway. Now, there's a Scott Steiner babyface video talking about his injury with Larry Zabisco, who's asking him the hard-hitting questions about whether he's going to come back, and Scott's real sad and real somber and showing a lot of humility here. What a heel.
2: I would be, too, if Zabisco was interviewing me.
0: (laughs) This is just completely out of place. It's like, why is Scott Steiner talking this way? Yeah, where did this come from? It's like,
3: okay, so it's hard to reference and remember if... uh... How uh, much Scotty's been referenced himself on the previous shows because the night we do these, sh- these these podcasts, but he was just out of nowhere and he was just so softly spoken and so charming and his career's on the line and what? <laughs> this guy's the most believable heel on the roster and you're just what?
2: <laughs> okay. He was probably mentioned fifty or sixty times in the previous two weeks, but when you add up that those mentions only amount to about ten seconds each time,
0: yeah. Spice and AC Jazz break up in the middle of a Nitro Girls dance and have a f- the worst fight this week but there's more to come with the Nitro Girls unfortunately oh goody Ge- Jeff Jarrett says he didn't take out Elizabeth because that was something his WWF character would do fuck you Kevin Nash comes out and bombs with the worst Vince impersonation you'll ever see they actually this is one again with the Vince Russo exposition wink wink um this actually is like built up through the course of the show where Nash can't manage Scott Hall because he doesn't have a license, but for some reason he has a promoting license so he can promote. So, this is his idea as the promoter. I guess he dresses up as Vince. Uh, yeah, it's shitter than that, by the way. People. It's wank. I'm actually probably doing him a, a service here by explaining oh, it this, this way. This
2: sense, you know, Liam's description is far more entertaining than the actual piece that was produced.
3: And the audio is far, far clearer. Yeah. It's, I do, what's mind boggling about this? out from everything else is it makes no sense it's its National Hall they've been together at ringside with each other for, for years <laughs> no one cares well, Kev's retired of course is he okay was he on the He's show been around. in his gear problem most of the time it doesn't make any sense it makes Pray no tell. sense Liam.
0: in the previous episode of the timeline did Mike Graham not tell them they were both wrestling and they had to wrestle against the uh, they ended up wrestling against the strippers
2: Uh they did indeed and Nash just sort of nonchalantly said I'm retired sort of did that smirk that he does and <laughs> took a drink of something
1: if
0: I remember rightly this segment is fucking dire and we can't skip it by just without acknowledging just how piss poor this is Kevin Nash at one point tells the guy holding the cue cards next card kid
3: the verbiage is so bad
0: the, the, the lines are awful the gags aren't there I don't even think the crowd knows what the fuck this is no one supposed know. to be the crowd
3: no. has no idea what's going on though. and Nash knows it's dying
0: yeah he knows
3: yeah this this slaps like this is a. Uh, uh, this whole thing was scripted by Russo. It must have been because I've never seen Nash do this before. Um, and why would you ever have someone holding cue cards unless the new book has given him a big long script to read out in the middle of the ring and he's been a dick and said, I can't remember it all? Yeah. And they've told him, we'll write it down for you. You're yeah. doing it. And he went out there and did it anyway. Yeah, it next
0: car kid. And then he blows his lines. Yeah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I stand, blah, 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 blah. Flash that, Kev.
2: In fairness to Nash, those aren't the first lines he's blown.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that night. But, uh yeah, so, my God. The next production miscue sees the director actually saying action to Sting and Luga before a backstage segment where Luga's trying to convince Sting to be his uh, partner and go for the tag titles. Eddie Guerrero beats Perry Saturn in a pole match with a key on the end of the pole with obviously Tori and the shark cage at stake. Kidman's not involved,
3: I guess, really. Um of course it th- never really explained what would happen if the animals didn't win this, had he didn't win this. Yeah, what was
0: really, I mean, I was it was
3: they didn't lock her and then escort her politely to the back, I don't know.
0: I thought it was awfully nice of them to actually put this on the line in a wrestling bout. Yeah, they didn't have to. They didn't have to do that. Uh, Shane's not such a bad guy, I don't suppose. But uh, unfortunately, here they had a little bit of a problem climbing the pole. Or what Eddie this, did. This
2: has to have been a rib.
0: Yeah. Didn't they try to explain that they'd greased the pole? Or was that just like an attempt to save face after they clearly clearly after, couldn't?
3: Yeah, after Eddie slid down the pole. Like, like a, turned
0: down a porcelain bowl. Like
3: a really fat, outer-shaped fireman, basically. <laughs> he, yeah, he was just too little. And he but could. he
0: did make a heroic jump at the end to actually pull the key off, so good on you, Eddie. Yeah.
3: But got- Big, Big Kidman got involved at one point, and I think uh, Eddie told him to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it making it look worse, kid. K- yeah, Conan runs up the stairs.
0: Kidman tries to climb the ropes, and then he's like, "No, hang on, let me do it for fuck's sake." Yeah, Goldberg does a taped interview, and in this segment's uh, script, they list the move they're talking about, which is the Ready to Rumble film, as slam. <sighs> Benoit beats Dean Malenko in a cage match with a fucking headbutt off the top of the cage, which isn't even the first, the only one he does this month. Uh, he repeats this feat several get times in the next
3: fine.
0: several uh, several months he keeps doing this
2: and this is the first round of the tournament
0: first round of the tournament Chris Benoit who earlier in the show described himself as silent but violent in a promo <laughs> with Dean Malenko so uh, there you go so anyway after the match the revolution gets in the cage the filthy animals get in the cage David Flair shows up with a tire iron and cleans house and then as he leaves Kimberly runs him over with the car <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> and leaves him for dead <laughs> Out-
2: outside of Benoit <laughs> are there any baby faces in this segment? Mm,
0: the animals are kind of wavering you never really know what they're supposed to be doing. No, do you? no you don't like you cheered him in the segment with Tory but then they're kind of and yeah they beat up Flair so you know I don't really know what to make of that but tweeners. Wanna... Tweeners,
2: tweeners tweeners everywhere and nobody gets over shade one big smear of grey shade it more like shades of brown <laughs>
0: And there's plenty of that. So, yeah. Kevin Nash, as Vince, was at this point knocked out on the dressing room floor, and a uh, whole screen that Bret Hart did it, which was the only kind of moderately <laughs> humorous gag, which Meltzer says, I bet Vince loved this pouty right up to that point. <laughs> um, that's, that's a lie. There's one other moment that I didn't even write down that's great when Sid comes in and actually believes that Nash is Vince and, yeah. <laughs> and flips out on him and screams, The
3: last time I dressed the G mockery, has been in the shit-up! it would be funny if he looked slightly like Vince
0: McMahon yeah we didn't though. yeah and then Nash puts the wig up and then Sid goes oh <laughs> just making him like a complete fucking idiot yeah because
2: he doesn't manage to do that himself <laughs>
0: more your, on that later and in your main event Scott Hall beats Sid when Brett breaks a crutch over Sid uh, Hall leaves with the US belt that Sid came out with that Brett Hart holds that he wants Goldberg to have
2: and that's the end of this week's show that involved vehicular assault. <laughs> Kidnapping. Kidnapping.
0: <laughs> and much more. Yeah, yeah. Over on Raw. Let's see how they compete with this because I don't know how they possibly could. Oh wait, it starts with a Rock promo. Well, we're off to a good start so far. Um, yeah, they're, they're into the Rock as much as they usually are strange little reaction when he mentions Austin it's not booze but it's a little bit more of a reserve obviously because they, they, they love both guys uh, we start with Rock and Road Dog which goes about one minute before they're just brawling near the curtain and all of DX jumps on the rock on the stage uh, Vince then starts yelling at DX and sets up the rest of the show by putting them all in matches with uh, you know, the likes of Kane and Steve Austin there's a fantastic backstage segment where the big show is doing an interview with Michael Cole in like the trainer's room or something and then you just cut to outside the trainer's room where Bossman and Prince Albert have got like a smoke bomb and they're like two noisy little kids they throw the smoke bomb in and then you know Michael Cole bails Big Show just kind of collapses on the ground the cameraman leaves him there and then Bossman and Al put on the gas mask and go in and give him a bit of a shoo <laughs> when he's on the ground he can't defend himself so yeah I had fun memories of this <laughs> <laughs> Edge, Christian, and the Hardys beat the Hollies in Too Cool. Uh, no heat, but the best match on either show. And uh, again, we mentioned this on our first time that we recorded this show. But the slow evolution of uh, the overness of the worm is a is a beautiful thing to see here with Sky Bust out. Not, I think he might have done it once before. he's done, yeah, done it already. But he's, but this is, it's still very new, and you can still kind of sense the growing reaction as he as he busts it out.
2: Yeah, we're still in the sort of. Amusement phase of
3: it, I think it's fair to say.
0: Yeah, because when they start this whole thing, they're cold. Oh,
3: they're ice so oh. cold jobbers.
0: There's no There's noise about it. There's, there's, they are possibly the people with the least momentum on the entire show, outside like a Sean Stasiak.
3: Oh, oh. there's a statement. in the end of At least he had meat vignettes at one point. That's but, true. They, they had less than that. So yeah, they did but, but yeah, as soon as he does the work, the the, the, the tomfoolery, the, uh, the you know, just, they just come across like the same job as they always were, just doing a different act. The worm is kind of like, gets attention. That's like, people know, you can feel people notice that and then when the big man joins. Oh, oh the magic happens. Magic.
0: Foley and Al Snow beat the boss man and Albert, which I'll uh, just leave that in there for now. We'll come back to that. Val Venus uh, throws all of mankind's books in the bin and went to set them on fire. But uh, mankind comes out with a fire extinguisher to save his prized property, but it's kind of burnt anyway. Uh, the first of many shameless plugs for books which is something that I completely don't approve of as the author of Crazy Like a Fox the of chronicle of Brian Pillman 20 years later but uh, Val Venus Mankind the few rages on Carl yeah great what did it make you feel after seeing Venus beat uh, Mankind beat him he did at no mercy the prior month this is still going on it's too, I, just,
2: I just I don't understand it with Val Venus I don't get it
0: <laughs> never have
2: no he, nothing more than just a you know a, a decent mechanic in the ring.
3: Yeah, I, I try that car. Gotta try. Well, they did have with a ma- him. Who oh, else yeah. was there when you think? They tried about with it. Billy Gunn already. So oh wait,
0: yeah, there's Chris Jericho. I forgot about Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, come on. He's too small.
3: He's too small and he's blonde.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bulldog. They tried with him. Mm. Austin <laughs> beats the aforementioned Billy Gunn via disqualification after a DX run in yeah. after the stunner. Uh, Austin made his own comeback with chair shots to X-Pac and Road Dog. But, uh, yeah, can't even beat Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah, God knows the
2: one can't do the job.
0: <laughs> no, well, this is... Uh, uh, again, Billy Gunn, his timing, splendid as always, after busting the rock <laughs> open at SummerSlam, cuts Austin's eye here in this match, does himself no favours. Um, Austin didn't get nearly the pop he usually gets, observes Meltzer. Hey, uh, And there were boos for him when he made his comeback verbally on The Rock. Which I actually didn't think it was necessarily... Block- underlying booze was I mean, mm-hmm. always that kind of smattering like when like you can tell like it's not really I wouldn't call them booze no, though no, it's no, just no. like it's, not, it's just like it's kind of like a reserved cheer because they like rock it's
3: yeah I just think the same it, thing happened to Rocket Austin it feels Austin. like yeah the, it feels to me like yeah the, it's nothing I, there's no negative take on it from me at all it's just that it's good to have Guys that people care about when other guys are talking about them, so yeah, um, Helps. I, I never took it as a negative uh, one or the other. There's both beloved guys, and probably fans don't, didn't want to see him fighting in, in, in both his faces. They'd seen a lot of that for as few uh, in the last couple of years, anyway. Um, they love them both, they love them both. It's a heel so champ, lo- yeah. So I, I don't, it's like direct your attention to the right guy, guys. So, yeah, nah, it's, it's all good. Yeah, Stephanie proposed to test in the ring, we'll yeah. <laughs> see.
0: But this does does lead to a bit of greatness at the end of the month, so uh, I'll I'll give this a pass. They aired the first Kurt Angle vignette on this show, giving his uh, legitimate collegiate and amateur wrestling background. My initial thoughts on this when I saw it at the time, I vividly remember thinking this isn't going to work unless this is just a deliberate attempt to be the new Rocky Well
2: I I didn't really see any of the build-up vignettes for Angle. My first experience of him was at the Survivor Series show itself, but watching them back in hindsight I, I tend to give them the benefit the doubt and think that they that they knew what sort of reaction they would get with these vignettes I think I always think of it as more by design as, as opposed to back in the day with Rock where yeah. Vince genuinely thought it would get him over as a yeah. baby face I always saw that thought that yeah yeah they know their audience at this point they know how they're going to react to this it's it's by design as sort of somewhat smug prickish but not not Sort of um, not overtly heal, yeah, but but you know
0: what the sort of character is, and you you'll see it develop yeah
3: fully. Yeah,
0: absolutely it's fully intentional yeah they're, they're well aware they're well aware here uh, Vince and Triple H argue backstage after all the run-ins and uh, Triple H challenges Vince to a title match uh, Shane winds up tackling Triple H and Vince sets up Shane getting the title match in the main event so you have the situation here we've got Steve Austin on commentary Kane is the second referee The Rock is the timekeeper Vince is at ringside and Jim Ross keeps talking about Montreal and the Survivor Series and uh, the eminent screwjob of Triple H uh, everybody runs in DX and all the baby faces, and finally Vince grabs the belt goes to hit Triple H who ducks and uh, Vince hits Shane and Triple H scores the pin the show ends with a JR wondering if Vince's actions were accidental or not so uh, that's the cliffhanger of uh, Vince's mm. alliance do
2: you remember a time where you didn't mind seeing Shane wrestle mm.
0: yeah this was yeah. kind of like it kind of ended in the middle of 2000 or so I think maybe the Blackman matches kind of weren't a little bit thin by then but uh, mm, I don't know Either way, we queried which one of these two shows is going to come out on top. Well, you
2: know, when Nitro's going off the air with Hall versus Sid. And we know Scott Hall's always been money for the ratings.
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
2: You might you might say it's a real softball.
0: <laughs> Raw does do a 5.9 to Nitro's 3.2. Raw doubled Nitro in 5 of 8 quarters, as well as the overrun, which is always promising. In the main event, WCW Sid vs. Hall managed a 2.5 rating. Wee. The WWF's uh, Triple H vs. Shane does a 5.7 final quarter and a 6.5 overrun. Uh, Raw surprisingly peaked at a 6.15 for the Boss Man and Albert vs. Mankind and Al Snow match that we mentioned, which surprisingly even beat out the Austin vs. Gun match, which did a 5.9, so that's all Billy Gunn's fault <laughs> you're not, you're not going to credit this one to uh, Al Snow's name being in the news no <laughs> <laughs> alright well, we've got a couple of notes with the torch here we move on uh, there was major heat on Craig Leathers and Annette Yothers uh, for all of the careless technical glitches on Nitro mm-hmm. Russo had uh, previously called them out publicly uh, and knocked them for acting like they had authority with the wrestlers in a pre-Nitro meeting uh, in one of his first shows they'd be going around giving instructions and telling them how to basically do their shit and uh, Russo did not approve and buried them and of course, a week or so later there's fuck fuck ups all over the place so, well you know, stupid is as stupid does, that's what they say Uh, The Torch, talking about uh, Raw this week, says for the second week in a row Vince McMahon wrote Raw uh, all by himself uh, this is obviously after Russo left this is all Vinnie Roo's cre- uh, Vinnie Roo Vinnie
3: Max creation here for, uh, for Monday Night Raw I love thinking of that Vince in a dark room with his typewriter and his, his little reading glasses halfway down his nose <laughs> I love
2: it I'm doing nothing else but the typewriter and a power bar <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> steak wrap
0: in related news Terry Taylor resigned from the WWF on November 3rd and was hired by WCW to work in the booking committee uh, ultimately WCW was able to get a complaint at human resources against him from when he previously worked there taken care of which opened the door for him uh, to make a uh, return Taylor knew that he wasn't going to get the head writer spot in the WWF after uh, Russo left and Vince didn't promote him so he chose to leave so uh, there you go he wanted, the, uh, he wanted the top spot on the writing team for the WWF didn't get it and went back to Atlanta
2: Something to crow about I suppose hey.
0: uh, Mick Foley's Have a Nice Day Legitimately debuted at number 3 On the New York Times bestsellers In the non-fiction category so, uh, Shameless plugs work people They do, they do, <laughs> make your money Mick Make your money uh, The WWF, this is a fun note Officially signed Jim Neidhart <laughs> Age 44 This past week
2: he was once called Who. At this point, everyone's just asking why.
3: Yeah. If you're, if, if you're wondering... <laughs> Carl didn't have that one on the first show. You've been working on that one. <laughs> if you're wondering
0: why Titan would sign by his age, says Meltzer, it's because the single most potentially damaging thing to the WWF is a bad verdict in the Martha Hart lawsuit, and it serves Titan well to paint the picture that many family members don't hold the WWF responsible for dropping Owen off the roof. Uh, Jim Neidhart actually received two contracts from the WWF not just one
3: Bonus.
0: they gave him two they gave him a typical wrestling booking contract and the other one is a big money contract to be the talent coordinator of a new promotion based in Memphis there you go
3: he's right. getting paid for that at this point
0: um, yes yeah. so well the, the deal was that they wanted to send him to OVW to help Cornette but Cornet said no. <laughs> no I don't want him training my guys So he's uh... still getting paid though oh yeah yeah. he's still on the payroll twice apparently here there was an incident that allegedly took place on November 6th at a kid rock concert in Tampa between Randy Savage gorgeous George and road warrior Hawk uh, there was a fight and Savage either sucker punched Hawk and knocked him out or they simply traded punches and Savage got the best of the situation during the altercation George and another woman also got into it with Hawk's wife and they were pulling clumps out of her hair so uh, Randy Savage who has not been seen since his, uh, he did his little appearance on, uh, on Nitro at the end of October saying that he was going to anoint the oh that
2: passing the torch thing that the passing the
0: torch that didn't go anywhere they'd actually play a replay on Nitro and of course never, yeah. never went anywhere <laughs> so they replayed something that didn't go anywhere Savage at this point has is, is kind of had the reputation for a while of being kind of off his rocker and this doesn't help his cause and his contract's coming up in January as well by the way so uh, we'll keep our eye on that yeah so, and it's actually stemmed from a, a previous fight in Japan where uh, Hawk had knocked out Savage apparently with like a piece of pizza or something like that huh? Yeah,
3: you knocked him out with a piece of pizza <laughs> not, with a, not with a piece of pizza for have... a piece of pizza <laughs> <laughs> oh oh, that's understandable yeah.
2: <laughs> if that shit's double
0: pepperoni
3: oh, I've had Slim Jim double on pepperoni. it double
2: pepperoni I don't know first topping that popped into my head mm. <laughs>
0: It should be noted that Steve Austin missed the weekend house shows, uh, within re- uh, announcing an injury, and he won't be doing anything physical on Raw this week either. There have been reports that his bag ne- bad neck has been aggravated, that it could be serious, but he himself has denied those stories. Lies,
2: all oh, lies. All oh, lies. He's still being promoted for the show.
0: That's true. They they are, they are they're still saying he's there for Survivor Series, so, yeah. as they say, Proof. rumor and innuendo, I believe. Yeah, proof's in the pudding. Absolutely. The WWF reported on its website, in its news section, that the big show's father had passed away on November 7th <laughs> due to cancer. Of course, this is a worked angle being reported as a news item since Paul White's father had died years ago. So, Andre, Andre, uh. Andre, Andre. Andre. <laughs> Don't go. Yeah, I knew you were going to do it again. I knew you were going to get that in again.
3: Gonna <laughs> get my shit in.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, that's so why we're in the big books later. Yeah
0: we move now to November 8th Raw and Nitro where we kick off with uh, Vincent Mann and Steve Austin uh, with Vince obviously referring to what happens on Smackdown Like the, the angle that happened last week on Raw where Vince accidentally hit Shane happened on Smackdown with Austin where he accidentally hit Austin with a belt uh, so Vince is out there saying that it was an accident but uh, Vince's mic keeps not working during the segment uh, so Austin pretty much just grabs it off him and throws it out which was really good because it was, it was really entertaining
3: watching them both ad-lib which is brilliant yeah Austin's uh, poise is great yeah Austin's poise and Vince's reactions to him that's a $10,000 microphone brilliant <laughs> <laughs> um, but it also played into the it played into Vince squirming like was he guilty or not it kind of added to that so it worked really it amazing. was, was that, yeah, it's, 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 in retrospect it's one of those things
0: when I've watched it it's like the first thing I thought was like well you, the whole segment is that you're kissing his ass by saying no 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 no," and then he flips out and he throws the microphone it happens again he does it the second time and he's just getting angry and it's almost like you can see in Vince's mind that he needs to dial it back because he's not heel Vince but like it's actually perfect cause it's like is this the real Vince coming yeah, out yeah. kind of a thing so accidentally this is kind of great uh, Rock and Triple H are out there by the end of the segment with McMahon in an attempt to prove his loyalty and announces himself as the referee at Survivor Series uh, the three way with Trips
3: Austin and Rock just in terms of I mean it's a simple thing that announcement but like WCW did that they just announce it and it would be meaningless and then it would come and go but like there's anticipation when that's announced yeah. like what's that going to result in is he going to fuck him it's, 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 it's nice th- it's nice stuff, stuff- mattering
0: this <laughs> dynamic works because it's, you got like Austin and Vince doing their thing Rock comes out and immediately the star power is overwhelming and then Trips comes out on the stage with the belt and this is probably the first time in this entire timeline where to me it's like Triple H is starting to feel like a star.
3: Absolutely, the thing is, he's, he, he was—he's been a mid Carter for fucking years, and it just to be taken legitimately, it's put him in this situation where it's the two absolute mega stars of the company are both gunning for him, and he's the fucking asshole that everyone wants to belt off. This is the way they should have—they should have ran with it rather than the flipping and the flopping so much. But hey, ho yeah, they
0: got there in the end. Uh, the New Age Outlaws beat Al Snow and Mankind when your boy Val Venus came out to distract <laughs> Mankind. Uh, mankind and Snow did an interview, each blaming themselves for the loss. What a dream team of winners this is. <laughs> <laughs> fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fourth from grace this has been for poor Mick since his return.
2: He lost the testicular core, about th- core? claw about three weeks prior to this. Yeah. I don't think he's... I think the fall's already occurred at this point. This is the plateau. <laughs> uh,
0: DX does an interview and Triple H pulls his pants down and shows his bare ass. So much for the whole staff. <laughs> <us laughs> There's about... your world champion. <laughs> <laughs> they announced the death of Paul White Sr. And as they told the bell ten times, out came the boss man, who read a fantastic, critically acclaimed poem that we all know and love. <laughs> 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 I was wondering if anyone was going to recite the words but there's really no need because everybody yeah. knows it but there are just a few moments of this that I love more and more which is which is boss man after he's read it taking the glasses off and doing the, the side on close to the camera to he doesn't, that's how he feels about the boss man's dandy being dead and then, because the thing is as fond as I remember this it doesn't get over at all right. <laughs> the crowd does not care about the boss man one bit, you hear a groan when his music hits
3: yeah and I, I remember every feeling, time, I remember feeling exactly the same at the time <laughs> I completely disregarded any quality heel work he may have put in <laughs> just prejudicing the guy that it's still only the boss man he's still old and he shouldn't be in this company he probably should be in the other company instead and that's how I always uh, prejudiced against the boss man so I apologise yeah. to the boss man spirit
0: <laughs> Carl you're a big boss man fan in his first incarnation how do you feel about uh, Ray trailing to this in point in
2: the months preceding to this he's seen jamming a spike through a prosthetic head kidnapping a dog killing it, cooking it, and feeding it to its owner. So really, you know, when you're on the scale of things, a slightly tasteless poem, it's kind of down
0: there, really. Well, this does lead to the Smackdown scene where he steals the casket on his cop car, which is pretty low. <laughs> Although the thing is, again, one of the things about this I love is because it's a complete <coughs> symphony of silence when he leaves the ring. And, boss, and even Jim Ross is, like, talking in hushed tones about that is one of the saddest most pathetic men I've ever seen and right in the middle of this silence Bosman just stops on the stage and raises his arms like he's done something and it's like this act is shit but it's so shit that I kind of i get a little you know amusement oh, out of yeah, it
2: yeah as awful as it is in many respects I laugh when he turns up for the coffee
0: oh yeah it's great I,
2: I have hysterics when the big show does the bump off the coffin onto the ground <laughs> with a background roll, back like
0: fucking Jürgen Klinsmann in the World I think my god <laughs> yeah tremendous Rock let's get some wrestling on the show Rock beats X-Pac in a good match Gosh, love seeing love seeing Pack. Uh, against the top guy because you can just you know compared to like the Billy Guns of the world that these guys are on to work with X-Pac is just like a piece of cake oh it's just
2: it's just lovely meshing you know it, it's the, the heel bouncing around sort of Al-Aid you know style and it, yeah. just it works a treat for a guy like The Rock
0: yeah and Pac just flies all over the place for him it's great um, with all the publicity Mankind gives Al Snow head back his mannequin head actually they made a joke out of it too with Al saying come on what did you just do what did you just do yeah
3: wasn't funny then either.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Ah, some the material. <laughs> and finally, in your main event, Triple H beats Test via count out, I guess, in a WWF title match. a uh, typical Triple H with hard work and an eerie lack of heat.
3: Who's him with Test. Yeah. Test is atrocious. He is terrible. Really? He couldn't even stand there we'll come to this, but he can't even stand there for the fucking wedding. All he can do is sweat profusely and look nervous. And gurn. And gurn. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I don't know. I've seen some grooms at their weddings. Mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I just. Uh, it's it's one of those things where Triple H, H. She asked him as well. Maybe he just didn't want it. That's it. Yeah. He
2: feels trapped. This is the McMahon's after all.
3: Yeah. There's trouble He's, brewing.
2: If he says no, he could get fired.
0: <laughs> so, they bought the Survivor Series '97 again about a thousand times in this match. <laughs> They, they, they can't get off this kick Test hits his meltdown but the video wall comes on and shows a woman we don't know who uh, being kind of grabbed and groped and dragged into the DX locker room presuming to be gang raped harassed harassed and uh, Vince Shane and Test thought it was Stephanie and they all run out um, the referee runs with him and I don't know how what? Test I don't know how Test can be counted up by a ref who's with him but that's the final decision just making
3: sure he didn't get back in the ring leaves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are, are you coming back? <laughs> are you, <laughs> are you sure? coming back? I'm gonna have to start the count in a minute. As I was yeah. say,
2: judging by some of the nonsensical finishes we see on the other show, this probably ranks somewhere in the middle. So you no, know,
0: but it's the only reason this gets a pass because this is a real gutless finish.
2: Yeah, just just beat test. You We're know, yeah. going anyway. <laughs> well, what do you really lose out on by just having test pinned?
0: It's funny though because like again, you, you see like Rock and Austin, and when they're in there with like non-stars obviously the crowd still goes crazy but when Triple H is in the position even in these main events and it's not the only one this month when he's in there with players but non-stars the crowd's not with it at all yeah
3: they don't care I think that they want the heat they want the belt on one of the two guys they love uh, Yeah, so they need to pile play that's understandable
0: now let's move over to what is possibly one of the worst episodes of wrestling television I've ever seen in my life
3: and that's not a statement we make lightly given these shows no, no. I think I, I just texted you in these shows and said are these the worst I'm not sure if they are the worst technically the worst shows of all time because it'll probably get much worse but they sure as shit feel like it when you're watching them they are close they're close uh, so Kimberly we'll start with this
0: is asking for help from security all through the show uh, she said that you know, David Flair was crazy and going after her he was run over. He's fine this week. I was going to
2: say, last week we saw him, I thought he was dead.
0: It looked that way. He's brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's... but what about
2: after the car hit him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's... He's stalking her all through the show. Hours and hours and hours this goes on. He's slowly holding his crowbar as he walks up to her. She drops a pipe, she frets, she runs away. I'm very torn over this.
3: I'm very torn. Um, on one hand... It annoys me that Vince Russo thinks he's writing some kind of slasher flick with a woman in peril. That annoys me because fuck you, Vince Russo. But David Flair is quite the hilarious retarded stalker. I will give sorry, <laughs> mongoloid stalker. Yes. I will give him that. That's um, it was good casting of all him. It was. So this is this is his best role. I can I can almost stomach him in this role. <laughs> Not quite, but almost.
2: But it shows there are sometimes a benefit to going full retard.
3: There you go. Some okay, people don't like that word. You can say it in that context because that's a Tropic Thunder reference.
2: Yeah, it was a callback to another film.
3: There you go. Where they use it quite liberally. Yeah. In that case. You would fall be taught man. <laughs> that's my Robert Downey Jr. impression. Good stuff. Yeah, you're
2: welcome. You're Robert Downey Jr. with blackface impression.
3: Exactly.
0: How taste this can we possibly get? We well, didn't like well, yeah. the film. <laughs> Look at these nitros we are watching and ask yourself that question. Yeah. Sting calls yeah. out Lex Luger. Liz comes out and nearly trips on the stage first for by the way. This fucking ramp.
2: Not the first person who's ever done that.
0: No. Sten, uh, obviously, Sting wants Lex, but since Liz is there, he threatens to pick her upside down and move her up and down till her boobs fall out of her top, unless unless Luger comes out. Uh, Luger then comes out and says he wants to make friends with Sting. Uh, Sting's now a complete babyface. Dunno, I missed, missed the turn. He was never really a heel, was he? Let's face it.
2: I, their, their, their idea of turning him was having him hit yellow and
0: red Hogan with a baseball bat I could have sworn this was a trying time for heroes and then <laughs> <laughs> apparently not he's just a hero and then, again and then just cut
2: a complete babyface promo on Bret Hart where everything he says is absolutely right
0: yeah, yeah. Sting- what a bastard <laughs> Sting doesn't fall for Luger's plea this leads to like, Lex sending him flowers and brownies and shit like that for the rest of the show. What a nice guy. Yeah, I, I think so.
3: I think if the WWF at this time had these two guys and wrote exactly the same feud, it would have been really good. Yeah. Really good. It would have been been fucking hilarious. Because yeah. Lex is actually really good in this yeah, role. Yeah, and Sting's totally total underrated as a, as a pro, I think.
0: Yeah, he is. Uh, Chris Benoit beats Medusa by disqualification. In the tournament. In the tournament, when Jeff Jarrett interferes, causing her to lose.
2: Bearing but, in mind she'd already been eliminated once. Was let back in,
0: so they, so that Jarrett could screw her.
2: Won by basically whoring herself out to Evan, courageous, to then lose to Benoit, who's now wrestling in a normal intergender match, having in the first round competed in a cage match.
0: This wasn't really very much fun to watch Benoit chopping uh, chopping Medusa. Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> there's one point here by the way where like in the again just exemplary of the shit that just happens on Russo's show at one point the ref fires up and starts kicking Evan Courage's ass on the outside oh Johnny
2: Boo Johnny Boo fuck
0: <laughs> me <laughs>
2: Jesus
0: this fucking it, just, it makes a fucking cut like, of the fans pop because it's, it's just a circus oh isn't this fucking funny <laughs> it's just a shit show will see he's laughing in two years you wankers because
3: all you've got left in the south is fucking NASCAR. <laughs> oh
0: man, yeah. So I don't understand why she was. But the comedy doesn't end there because Kevin Nash is back. Oh god. Dressed as the Grand Wizard of Wrestling. Uh, sounds nothing like him. Just acts gay because only Rob was. Fu- and who? Uh, the Grand I'm Wizard. You know the, the the manager from the seventies in the WWF. Oh, was that in New York? So yeah. apparently. We all know absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: Yeah. brilliant people didn't even know it was Vince
2: how the fuck I only knew it was the Grand Wizard because they used to do WWF classics at, you know on a, on a sort of late afternoon about five in, in in the week you know a bit of program filler on Sky in between those episodes of The Simpsons that take up all the schedule yes so that was the only way I had any powers of recollection for the Grand Wizard otherwise I wouldn't have had a clue who it was
0: no at the time I had no idea what no, the fuck he was no doing idea. no idea um, in the worst angle of the night, and boy does that cover some ground, says Dave, <laughs> AC, Jazz, and Spice have the world's worst pull apart. This, this is. This, of
2: course, being, being years terrible. before Charmel and Jenna Maraska.
0: Yeah, but this is. This might be worse. <clears throat> and it, it gets worse the whole. Like the month of the Nitro Girls feud in here is just.
3: Agony.
0: <laughs> it's agony. It's the worst shit you'll ever see on a wrestling show and it's repeated. And you're just left
3: wondering every single time what's the fucking point of this? <laughs> Where's I... this going?
2: <sighs> is this better or worse than having DJ Ran back? It's I mean, worse. I mean, if I had to give you the choice...
0: I'll take DJ Ran. I'm not taking Ricky Rackman, though. I'm not taking Rackman. No. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes come out. It's the debut of Seven. Glad he's all the way over there. Yeah, uh, the gimmick that he'd planned is a cross between Goldust and The Undertaker. The slash, mu-
2: slash a pedophile.
0: Slash pedophile. But we'll get to that. The lights go out. The ominous, kind of cool music hits. Yoda speaks. He he levitates. Fear me, you will. <laughs> and then he levitates and hovers to the ring, sits down, and then what happens, Carl? What do you see, Liam? <laughs> People are expecting the debut of this new character,
2: potentially this new menacing heel that's been teased for weeks. It's been teased for several weeks and appears to stalk this one child in particular, which is all very unsettling. Mm. So, you know, it makes you feel uncomfortable. So, it's clearly going to be a heel. They talk about even Bobby Heenan on country Talks about, that's a big guy, he must be like 6'6 six, six or something. Yeah, it's all ominous. Productions, you know, it's about the one time in this month where they've got the production right for a character.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the the one incident
2: where they get it right.
0: And what happens?
2: Well, you see, because that's what the fans are expecting. Uh We don't want them to be just tired and bored of the usual dull angle, the usual dull heel promo. So we got to swerve, we got to deviate from the script somewhat. So here he comes to shoot. That's right, folks. (laughs) I mean, the clue's there. He's wearing a cowboy-style hat. <laughs> We're shooting.
3: And he just, he proceeds
2: to cut a promo that 95% of the audience, and I think I'm being kind by saying 95 it's probably higher than that, really could care less about. He talks about Dusty Rhodes being fired. A lot of people probably didn't know Rhodes was still working for the company. and um, The only line which garners any sort of reaction... Is where he remarks about how he's dressed up to play Uncle Fester all year round.
0: <laughs> and they laugh! That's the reaction. The reaction is laughter.
2: The one thing I will say with regards to that line is that that would have been preferable to his stint as Black Rain in TNA. <laughs> I
0: wonder if that's what this would have been if Russo got his hands on this character and they actually did it as opposed to doing this. I'm sad that we didn't no, actually.
2: So we... we have to mention Goldust. Oh, yeah. Because Goldust happened in New York.
0: Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. I left the WWF for gimmicks like this. I was goldest and goldest sucked. Boy, what a start we picked up That's here. It.
2: Piss away the last three years. Yeah. Because before that, you were the natural wrestling blacktop bully.
0: Yeah. <laughs> aim high people yeah aim high i am only saddened that we didn't get the exact word for word replica of your first recording with this where you referred to this as the nudge nudge <laughs> the Russo playbook just when you think you know what you're getting it's the wink and the gun from Vinny Rue oh
3: he's such a dick
0: I hate him so much he
3: just chuckles to himself he's got us all set up he just pulls out like, his little pistol shooting baby <laughs>
0: Goldberg beats Sting in two minutes with the jackhammer uh, after Lex Luger accidentally sprays Sting in the eyes Uh, the idea is he's aiming for Goldberg but misses
2: bearing in mind that's your most recent world champion Sting losing to Goldberg who was eliminated in the first round of the tournament being your most over babyface of course you'd eliminate him in the first round and have him lose the title he has in the process two minutes a title which theoretically guarantees him a shot at the
0: WCW champion anyway. Yeah, thought so. Two, Two minutes. minutes. <laughs> Two minutes. Moving on, not enough time to think. To the uh, back. <laughs> yeah. Buff, <laughs> Buff Bangwell beats Vampiro. And the only reason I've even mentioned this is the fucking post-match that we just watched oh. Kieran right before this where the Misfits attack Buff. It's just it's amateur hour all over it's the place between amazing. the Nitro girls and this. But this is incredible.
2: Wasn't, wasn't Vampiro babyface because he beat
0: Berlin? Yeah. That's how I remember it. Although he's with the ICP, so who knows? Shades of Grey. Shades of Grey. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. So he punches one of the misfits. He goes to. <laughs> yeah, and then he just drops off the apron like a bag of shit. And then he, like, throws a punch or accidentally hits a ref and then misses the punch on the other
3: misfit who then actually acts like
0: it hit him. It's
3: fucking terrible. It's the worst. The second one in particular, when the misfit throws his hands in the air and does this flop, Two seconds after the punch is missed, <laughs> oh, it's just—you said amateurish. This is this is the most amateurish show in so many ways. You it's can you can watch
0: reeks of amateur oh, bullshit. I mean, this... And then
3: just when you think it can get any worse, Vampiro comes
0: off the top rope with a fucking drop kick, misses by a foot, and they both just land on the on the floor like they're just two kids rolling on the bed. Well, you know, speaking of amateurs, yeah, <laughs> Bagwell and Vamp could have yeah. been worse Johnny Boone could have come back <laughs> <laughs> I was begging for Johnny Boone to come back and stop beating the shit out of people at this point oh god um, Kevin Nash in his wizard garb decides that he's going to be Karnak the Magnificent from Johnny Carson and does a gag where he's got a card and he puts it to his forehead and says 316 and opens it up and it says the number of times that Undertaker and Austin fought on pay-per-view last year <laughs> let's, let's draw attention to
2: the biggest star in wrestling <laughs> who doesn't work for us <laughs> This is of course to, s- to say nothing of the fact. Going back on dated references, the Johnny Carson show ended in
0: 1992. But it's in New York, though. <laughs> yeah, it's still,
2: well, it was filmed in New York.
3: Well, there you no, go. Still showing the reruns in New York. so yeah. it's, it's
0: relevant. <laughs> this, of course, is Vinnie Ru uh, getting his angst out about the fact that, like, he didn't want he wanted to book Austin against uh, Jarrett and Billy Gunn, and he said no you want to work with the Undertaker again <laughs>
3: 316 the fucking level the ratings would drop to it <laughs> yeah yeah Russo's opponents were Austin to get green <laughs>
0: yeah exactly <laughs> um, so Booker T is there with the way that he's dressed and he talks in the third person They just wanted to be the Rock clearly they're trying to transform Booker T into the Rock the the cat is now the Godfather by the way at this point <laughs> he's calling him the Godfather comes out with women well genius
3: wasn't that was because of what's his name right? uh, the, the James the, Brown type yeah yeah yeah. Still, you wouldn't do it because of. I, know, I personally not, wouldn't do it. There isn't the Godfather who's a big rat apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, say, to say
2: nothing of the fact of even if you were going to get James Brown to be involved in some way, what cultural cachet does James Brown have to a wrestling audience in
0: 1999? Mm. Same as Kiss. I'd venture a guess.
3: <laughs> oh, probably less, so, I would say. <laughs>
0: Booker T versus Creative Control handicap match ends with a Jeff Jarrett running. Uh, Midnight makes her debut here and fucking waylays one of them with a punch by the that's way that's a cracking punch <laughs> it's a cracking punch it's <laughs> tremendous and then of course she gets hit with a guitar on a debut
2: I thought that was only something that the Jeff Jarrett character in New York would do
0: maybe this is supposed to make us question whether he did attack Liz or not maybe. Hmm. we'll see where it goes I'm sure it's going somewhere Sid versus Lex Luger is a match they actually booked to happen in 1999 believe it or not folks Goldberg just shows up Spears both, and both me go to commercial <laughs> And then in one of my favourite moments in the, the the death of WCW book, Brian Knobbs beats Bam Bam Bigelow by count out in a false count anywhere match.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course he did. Where, what, what can you really say to that?
0: Kimberly asks Bigelow for help,
3: Bigelow follows her lead, and the ref
0: counts him out. Have we seen has
3: anyone done a clean job on a Russo book show yet?
0: Yeah, the cat lost. He tapped out to Lash LaRue last week for oh, no, like a match that went like thirty seconds.
3: Oh, oh, I stand that was a tournament match as well, right?
0: Tournament match prestigious championship on the line and in your main event a ladder match for the US title with Kevin Nash as the referee, Scott Hall officially wins the belt over Hart, Sid and Goldberg, where Nash hits Brett with a pipe when uh, after Brett's pulled the belt down and then he's holding the belt and holds the belt above the ladder for Scott Hall to climb two rungs, grab it and fall off like he's Jeff Hardy and no mercy, <laughs> and uh, there you go, these titles boy, I can't wait to see who's going to win it next Raw did a 5.4 rating this week. Nitro remained at the level it's been the past several months, doing a 3.3. In the main event, Raw's Triple H versus Test fell to a 5.0, the second lowest quarter in months uh, on Raw. The lowest was actually earlier in the same show when Val, Venus, and The Godfather wrestled, dropping Raw to a 4.9. Rest my case. Val? Rest my case. Yeah, he's dragging down The Godfather, and we know The Godfather's money. Oh, Godfather's money. Nitro's main event was a 3.1 for the worst ladder match in modern history. Uh, Raw's peak was a 6.0 for the Rock versus X-Pac, which destroyed Luger vs. Sid, which did a 2.4. I am Sid in these ratings every week. I'm just I'm astounded, really. In the shit. Yeah, we we mock
2: the rating because of the the contrast with WWF, and, and yeah, rightly so in that context. But I am amazed at how durable this number is at the moment. It shouldn't be this durable for the shit that's being
0: served. It's actually up from last week, believe it or not. three point two last week, three point three this week.
2: Well, the previous week did end with Scott Hall versus Sid.
0: Yeah, it's a slow climb, but they're getting there. <laughs> fucking slow climb, yeah, F- fucking vertical i'm sure I'm sure I'm sure the next week it'll be up to a three four or something equally impressive easy easy at this rate with this fucking gold every week oh <laughs> yeah come on a note from the torch the Sting Goldberg match that was two minutes was so short because there was a communications <laughs> breakdown in the ring that led to the referee telling him to go to the finish of their match right after the bell rang to start the match so Sting did a two minute job on television because of a fuck up Another production fuck up, and this time your former world champion goes down in two minutes. How do they uh, make that time up if they weren't supposed to go home early? How do they feel? Uh, maybe they just sent Nash out there in his wizard thing to do the, uh, the gag. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they thought that. let uh, go
2: knocking around somewhere.
0: Sid, maybe Sid and Luger could go a little bit longer. Oh. Give more time to that sweet ladder match.
2: Yeah, and just to touch on that again, really, because Kieran Mark and the idea of no one doing a clean job. So the one clean job you have. Is your former world champion. Inside well, inside three
0: minutes. I couldn't even call it clean Lucas spray you in the eyes oh, when he was doing so, for Goldberg. So
2: he did, so he did. i take that back. Yeah.
0: So no, there are no clean finishes, Carl, not with the stars. You should know better than that by now. I'm just surprised there are finishes. Yeah. Well, that's the next high concept thing that he's gonna bust out for us. But, hey, count out and falls anywhere, you know. Turner Broadcasting announced that the former position held by Dr. Harvey Schiller would be split up amongst several existing high-level executives. Brad Siegel will be the one in charge of overseeing WCW, a name that will be cropping up several times in the future timelines and not in an encouraging way.
2: Yeah, because in a company that's lacking direction and where no one is really any the wiser as to who's in charge, what you need are even more layers of management.
0: I think that's a winner. How much more more will be? <laughs> uh, Siegel uh, is currently the president of General Entertainment Networks for Turner Broadcasting. I think that's a perfect qualification to run a wrestling company. Yeah,
3: well, at least I might get some of the backstage segments a-, a bit tighter than they were the last couple of weeks. Let's see.
0: Let's let's
2: give kudos to Harvey Schiller, though. You know, man got out while the gun was good. And he knew the dark That's a smart man.
0: The doc knew what was up the doctor he's not in yeah and he's not making house calls <laughs> not anymore well most of Ross weren't making house <laughs> yeah, calls I was say anyway damn it the name ready to rumble for the WCW movie involves striking a deal with Carl's favourites the Buffer Brothers since Michael has the phrase trademark for commercial use the word is that WCW paid Michael $500,000 for the rights to the, yeah, the phrase to use in the film so uh, so much to keep the budget absolute, in the check. absolute suckers Five hundred grand.
3: They could have just called this. <coughs> they could have just called it Slam, like they planned. And no one would care. Yeah, but they obviously because they're marks. They marked out for having a slight celebrity connection because you know there's massive clamour for people to watch films with uh, Michael Buffer in. Why did it say the Buffer brother, the Buffer brothers? What the hell does Bruce got to do with any of this? Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, um, I just simply. Bruce must have carried Michael's bags for fucking years before <laughs> he got the UFC game. yeah I mean nothing else happened in his, in his life so.
0: no no, I, uh, I'm not really sure Michael Cash the big check though here 500 grand and he probably got like an appearance fee because he's actually in the film as well isn't he you
3: know what Nash as Vince looked more like Michael Buffer than Vince <laughs> good, good
0: observation yeah. I like that uh, the future of Deborah McMichael, everyone's favourite uh, diva, is up in the air. It all depends on Austin's future condition, and she's not interested in going on the road anymore unless he is. Since getting together with Austin, her priorities when it comes to being pushed as a big TV star have changed greatly. Didn't miss her. No. no. Didn't miss her. Is she the women's champion at this point, by the way? I forget.
3: Nah.
0: No, she's not. She had been. <laughs> she had been. She, she had, had been. been. She wrestles at Survivor Series, which is why I got it in my head, but no, she's not oh um, in that sudden death match yeah <laughs> which yeah, there's, yeah. yeah make your yeah. own joke there by the way people yeah uh, November 11th on Smackdown we don't usually mention uh, Smackdown but we will this time because Arnold Schwarzenegger appears and leads the Smackdown doing its all time record of a 5.1 rating uh, beating Thunder just barely which is a 2.1 <laughs> so uh yeah but Arnie does give Triple H a great backhand a great backhand punt and starts laying it in on trips so uh I guess WCB aren't the only ones who want a uh celebrity connection at the moment, but
3: Arnold. A lifelong friendship between Arnold and Triple H obviously. Yeah, I think so. That's where they yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Coca-Cola drops its WF sponsorship this week, a huge, major name loss. Uh, the WF quickly, after noting the loss of the Coke sponsorship, brought up that all of their advertising revenue is sold out for the rest of the year anyway, and they even knocked publicly Coca-Cola with a press release uh, insulting their short-sighted decision, saying that when they get their priorities straight, they can come back. <laughs> that did not win the many friends, by the way, in the advertising world, as we'll get to uh, later, but... Uh... Yeah, Coke dropping the the sponsorship. I think Wrigley's had already done so by this point earlier in the year, but uh, yeah, content concerns. You've been fucking watching Nitro. <laughs> Hello, <Jesus laughs> Do you think this is bad? Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, nothing really has been all that risque over the last few weeks.
3: Um, it's probably cumulative effect to these things, and yeah. they've probably been in the works for a while, and then it's just a. Uh, at what point are the PTC really sort of rearing their ugly heads?
2: It's
0: at the end of this month, start next. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it begins here. It begins here. Uh, There's always Pepsi. Yeah. Well, they, they, that's is what happens. That they just call Pepsi and say, "Do you want to take the the, the deal?" And they do. Oh, so they just cool. they just, that's where they make it up. Um, the artist formerly known as Ryan Shamrock is said to be very close to, or have, or has already signed a one-year sixty-thousand-dollar contract with WCW. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She she could have got double that. Easy, easy, and the rest two sixty. <laughs> <laughs> for that talent, <laughs> easy. Terry Taylor, who was responsible for getting Kimona a job interview with the WF recently, is also working at getting her in here. Mm. Terry Taylor in the ring. Mm. Getting- uh, in here or getting in her? <laughs> well, uh, roosters
2: are always up at the crack of dawn. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. There's a cock joke in there too, but I don't <laughs> know where that <laughs> is. Let's move now to Sunday, the 14th of November. It's the WWF Survivor Series, and Steve Austin is, of course, in, in, is still being advertised for this show. So don't worry about the injury. Everything's going to be great. Can't wait 18,735 people Also agreed Because they sold out The Joe Lewis Arena A 1.14 buy rate For 425,000 buys Pretty good number For this Pretty big triple threat match And he gets run down
3: That's (laughs) just bad luck
0: (laughs) That's just bad luck Could have happened to anyone Happened to David Flair It did happen to David Flair (laughs) Yeah Yeah. And he was back pretty soon So I'm sure Austin will be too Yeah
3: (laughs) Like next night
0: the Big Show takes its place and wins the WWF title.
3: Wowsers.
0: Yeah. What do you think of this? Funny, I don't
2: think that's what the pain audience was saying at the time. No. This is... Oh. This is... The most... The most disgraceful bait and switch in living memory. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. They knew for weeks he wasn't going to be there. He was in no fit state, and they still just
0: kept people hanging on. They just wanted you to open your wallets long enough to put the dick in, and that's Once what happened. Bent over anyway,
3: yeah. <laughs> and we get the big show as the world champion out of it. <laughs> that too. was more disgraceful in my book. I've got to say, I understand the Steve thing in, in terms of business thing. I don't, I don't begrudge them screwing over the fans, but. <laughs>
2: true but, you've, but you've, you've seen you've seen the effect it has on WCW yeah yeah do, do you really want to piss away any any goodwill yeah, I mean it takes more than one incident
3: but you know I think yeah I think being Steve and doing it in an interesting way the run over angle and as long as you follow it up with intrigue and who did it you get away with it I think they did didn't they Yeah. Um, it never felt like it was going to be a, a detriment to the business other than it's Steve Austin gone, so that's the bigness. And then fucking Big Show putting in there, putting the belt on him. That's the, that was just, Waterstone, absolutely everything in my book. Yeah. Just leave it on trips. Leave it on trips.
2: Yeah. You you, you can only assume that it's this basis of send them home happy. In theory. Human <laughs> <laughs>
0: space if- <laughs> when He said that was tremendous. I'm I'm. Send who home happy? <laughs>
3: Who's going home happy apart from Paul White? Boss man, <laughs> maybe.
2: <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm clutching at straws here. Steve's gone. I'm upset.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of it all. Big shows there, blubbering. Obviously, you did this for his oh, dad. Oh, good god! The, the, the fielded moments. That
2: doesn't help. In the testosterone-fueled era that is, you know, the attitude era in late '99. Nobody wants to see a baby face crying. A giant under, <laughs> under any circumstances. Yeah, none, <laughs>
0: zero, <laughs> zip. Earlier in the show, you got to see him uh, Smoke the Heel team. By the way, of uh, Viscera, Midian, Albert, and uh, Bossman at the end. Uh, that's, that's, that's after
2: he's already beat up Blue Meanie and Kintai, who were going to be his teammates for some reason.
0: Yeah, so he he's really the, the rocket on Big Show here and again I think most of it is probably just the whole thing of we know we're going to fuck them so it's like the Vince it's the Vince thing isn't it like the, the replacement wins you make him feel uh, like it's I, part of the big story and I, and I
2: suppose you have to do something because you know something sort of out the box of, to some extent whether right or wrong or otherwise and, and I'm more in line with Kieran's thinking on this I'd have just kept the belt on trips at that point you know if, if, if there is any sort of damage done to, to your fan base in terms of screwing them over for what they're going to get you know, it's not going to be made any worse by just having trips win.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but I, I can only assume it, it's also done in part because, let's face it, that undercard is oh. not delivering.
0: Oh God. We, no. We've
2: talked in the past about how the WFs, you know, it's star driven. You know, its ratings are you know seem to be climbing pretty much every every week if not every other week. Just you know, the odd lull is quickly forgotten by the next big number. But we've talked in great detail about the lack of depth to the roster, and this is a glaring example of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, China fucking beats Chris Jericho. Well, 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 depth is an issue. China beats Jericho, and this match, China is fucking terrible in this, and she just she's fucking shit. I'm sorry, like it always has been. I know, like I I hate like the there is like you know in certain. Corners of Twitter, the uh, you know the people who really like who. Oh, I don't want to name them. Well, Do I,
2: it. I don't want to know them. <laughs> no,
0: it's just it's she's just terrible. I'm sorry, she's just terrible. Atrocious. I'm like I'm sorry, she's terrible. Um, and she had no business being Chris Jericho at this point, and the fans knew it too because boy, the fans are starting to really get behind Jericho in this feud. Um, Kurt Angle debuts in his match against the former meat, and uh, beats him. Yells at the crowd for um for chanting boring in his match nice little touch uh, the almost total lack of crowd heat in the uh, early matches uh, combined with the marginal talent which up to this point had been left fairly well protected like China and the Mean Street Posse uh, they were completely exposed and the Austin Bait Switch left one with a very bad feeling when the show ended says Meltzer again we talk about the undercard here it's like Headbangers D'Lo and Godfather against the Dudleys and the Acolytes a, a, a Survivor Series match of like
2: is it uh- Bulldog and the posse against, against the real ragtag Brogues Black- Gallery Blackman Gangrel Viscera no Henry no, Henry and who am I forgetting no one important
0: <laughs> uh, there's no one important in the match hang on let me think Blackman Blackman Gangrel I just watched this like <laughs> three days ago who the fuck's the fourth guy Here Gangrel goes. who gives a shit Gangrel gone. Blackman Henry and some of the tosser anyway. Who, uh, they have no business teaming together. Against Bulldog and the Posse. And uh, they, well, this is the one where Mark he, like, backdrops Bulldog and he like, almost lands on his head. That's funny. All right, so let's find out just how uh, far in advance they knew they were going to fuck us over here. Austin underwent tests on or around November the 5th? course, the show was November 14th, on his bad neck that was re-aggravated earlier that week. The only thing we know is that the results of the test were said to be sobering, to the point that it was suggested that he not wrestle again, and that the WWF desperately tried to keep that news under wraps until after Survivor Series. From when the WWF received the word about Austin, knowing full well he wasn't going to wrestle at Survivor Series, they had several opportunities to shoot an angle to explain this fact and made the decision not to. This was being pushed as a one-match card. The biggest pay-per-view draw, by far, is Steve Austin. He May really be the only true pay per view draw in the industry, and even if he's not, it is clear that that's how Vincent Mann sees it. Uh, because, with the exception of China vs. Jericho, which was not a match that drew one extra buy, the WWF felt so strongly that it was a one match show that Vincent Mann didn't even come up with an undercard until five days before the show.
2: You wouldn't have guessed.
0: <laughs> Apparently, the decision came down to giving the title to the big show, Kane or Test. Uh, Of the options, and show got the nod probably because of the need to justify his higher contract. So of those, justify to who? To Vince himself. Out of those three,
2: what would the the audience care about that?
0: Out of those three, (laughs) who would you choose if you had to?
3: Gun to the head. Tess. You choose Tess. No shit, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Um, Tess
0: felt like the most over.
3: Did he though? Yeah. Because he never he never wrestled, so we never actually saw him in the position to be over. So I think. Yeah. Well, maybe at least if you reactions. if you put it, I think you has got to uh, get on ju- ju-
2: ju- reactions. I probably would have. I, I think any positive reaction Test got was more the association with the McMahon's. Mm-hmm. I would have said if any individuals go going If you going for the reaction of any particular individual. God I'm loath to say this
0: Oh no I know what you're going to say I don't even it's, disagree It's probably Kane It's got to be Kane <laughs> Bastard um, Val Venus was the fourth guy in that match What the fuck are you doing there?
2: I rest my case
0: I rest <laughs> my case The guy so
2: forgettable I couldn't remember who it was um, Val Venus either, But either way I Kieran's absolutely right You, you don't do it If you're going to make me choose one I'll I'll choose Kane if I absolutely have to,
3: no, to, in all honesty, I'd say probably Big Show is at least because Kane and Test you've still got to they're in you've got to work them into a feud and then get the belt off them.
2: But, but at least, at least in that context, Kane has had involvement with the X. There is a bit of a link there. It's somewhat tenuous because I know it's with X and not Triple H, but there's there's a there's a bit of interaction there. Whereas he was you know, involved in all those run-ins on Raw. Yeah, whereas. Big shows just him. It's the the dad's dead storyline, and he's feuding with the boss man and Albert.
0: Yeah. In the last few weeks that he wrestled, Austin was alarmed as he was suffering both tingling and numbness in his arms, fingers, and shoulders. When the WF heard of the test results from May, uh, sorry, from November fifth, they began to change their future plans. Their plan was to build to a Wrestlemania showdown with Steve Austin as a heel champion, defending and losing against The Rock to give The Rock the much needed push for the company to rely on him as the top star when the results came in the plans changed including the quick attempt to push the big show back to the main event level based on where the storyline was supposed to go Triple H was supposed to win this match when Austin tried to hit him with a chair he'd sidestep and Austin would hit The Rock basically the same finish as Rock costing Austin the title at no mercy Austin would have gone on to beat Triple H at the Royal Rumble and then turn heel to fight The Rock at Mania so that was the plan not so sure that would have worked there either
3: you think there was no way would Steve would not he would have never done that fuck that noise he would have said you reckon yeah even then I I I, wish I I, could agree with that I I
2: think (laughs) he could have I think he might have
0: no it wouldn't have happened yeah it's tough I think that he had felt like he was flattening out after the Vince angle ended because you can see like yeah the discontent like he's doing nothing for a couple months there and you know they haven't asked him to lose to Triple H and he probably doesn't want to and all this stuff and
2: Suggesting a feud with Jeff Jarrett and Billy Gunn
0: Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's not happy with what's going on anyway. And part of that probably is the injury. There's a lot of reports about him kind of isolating himself around this time from the rest of the roster and getting his own dressing room and stuff like that, regardless of how, yeah, who knows how true that was. But yeah, so the idea of him probably, maybe, is it like a thing of just freshening himself up? Mm. Terrible idea. Mm. God awful idea. Mm. But at least you'd have had The Rock.
2: Well, thank God it didn't happen.
0: <laughs> the next night on Raw. We start with a DX promo, and Vince comes out to bury them. Uh, he says that they're all going to go to jail, and the Road Dog would find out what Doggy's style was really all about. Uh, this, of course, in reference to the uh, the Austin hit-and-run.
2: He could just ask the Mountie.
0: Well, yeah, if anyone can find him. Uh, the rest of the show was segments where the supposed Detroit police were questioning the wrestlers. Uh, Rocks was pretty good, with the uh, speaking of bacon... <laughs> And you got to do his usual shtick about the uh, shtick about the donuts, but uh, Patterson and Briscoe, I thought, was the best. And Patterson cracks under the pressure. <laughs> and, uh, oh, the Stooges! The Stooges, you gotta, are great. you gotta love the Stooges. Yeah, mankind beats Val Venus, so that's over. Thank God. There you go. Get back in your place. China comes out with birth control pills, tampons, etc., uh, because Jericho said he'd undergo a sex change operation if he lost uh, to China at Survivor Series. Jericho then wrestles Gangrel and loses in 90 seconds to a Northern Lights
3: suplex I was happy about that because it nullified the loss to China <laughs> it meant that Jericho is on a bad run of form or well, at least luck whereas uh, now he's before he just lost to a girl so now, now it's, it's, it's a trend rather than a you know it's nothing to do with China I was happy with that yeah I was not so China. happy to see I mean <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I was not really happy to see either to has
3: quite frank well, no, but, I mean, you, <laughs>
0: but I see what you mean
2: you really are trying to find the silver lining when the, the comfort is oh at least he didn't just lose to China he's now on a trend of losing yes because so he lost can, to the vampire
3: because then he could turn the whole thing around and he'd be beating people like China whereas if that's the norm it's bad, bad mojo yeah yeah. in a WWF title match
0: new champion the Big Show beats the British Bulldog in 31 seconds with a chokeslam so that's the end of the Bulldog experiment I suppose good Back to come back on your fucking ass, I suppose. Making uh, some
2: sensible decisions here. No more Venus. No more
0: but, Bulldog. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of them. Uh, show chokeslams Rodney, Pete Gass, and Joey Abs after the match, too. So, again, real hard push for the big show here. Squashing Davy Boy. Um, Jericho, in response to the, the gang grill defeat, ties up China and tries to get her to say that he's the better man, which she refuses to do. Uh, he then responds by hitting her in the hand with a hammer. So. Good. Hope it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately it doesn't stop him from throwing those forearms Carl. Oh, fucking hell yeah um Triple H beats Kane when uh Triple H goads Vince into the ring which causes the disqualification uh Vince attacks Triple H but gets the worst of it but with Kane's help Vince ends up pounding on the game so uh Kane ends up choking chokeslamming Triple H afterwards as well so it seems as if they actually are going to do something with Kane really here but they don't this is just rather random again kind of spot to kind of put Triple H down I suppose I don't know doesn't do anything for Kane the main event this does happen the boss man beats The Rock in a hardcore match for the number one contendership to the WWF title so if you thought it was bad enough this (laughs) is the number one contender for the hardcore title no the Uh, WWF title it happened to be a hardcore match that's right boss man beats Rock to become the number one contender to the WWF title Albert does a running in boss man slam for the pin it's not
2: much of a run
0: in either no Rock just kind of clears the house and turns around into the boss man slam that no one is buying as the finish and they don't after it happens
3: Now there's Rock because he then gets beat them both of
0: them he fucking kicks the shit out of him he grabs the cat. yeah he's like he's just he beats the fuck out of them both with a chain they're both bloodied after the match
2: they don't know how lucky they are that they had someone with the you know the recuperative powers of the rock there are very few people you could put in that spot and allow that to happen and not have some damage
0: the amount it's like roman reignsman like you would always lose at these critical times it's just like it's funny because like I've, i'm I'm looking for the notes of year 2000 2001 now as we prep for the next year this timeline the amount of jobs the rock does on television is disgusting for a top guy and yeah you said it before, Kieran. But it is the blueprint for the way they book people um, today. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's
2: set the trend, doesn't it? You mm. think? Well, you know, it worked for The Rock, so we can we can do it with the other faces, We can do it with the Roman Reigns. We it's, can we can do it with a
0: Daniel Bryan. No, you you can't. No, this 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 is not a good idea. I mean, Rock's beaten up Slaughter and referees and Tom Pritchard after the match as well. But that doesn't the crowd's quiet for it all That's so it. they can't believe this has just That's happened
2: it. their rationale is oh it's okay because he's going to get his heat back no
0: there's no heat to get back in it this just, situation
2: just even JR can't pull it off convincingly he even has coming come along and the boss man has upset the rock
0: it's upset many people it's just yeah over on Nitro to see what they're competing with here Nash with another impersonation this time it's Big Sid which, in itself, I guess, as low a
3: bar as this is, this wasn't the best. I, I was done by Nash in life at this point. Yeah? Elaborate. I, you know, <coughs> I, I get a kick out of a big, big man. Um, big sexy, big sexy, big hair. Uh, you know, He uh, seems like an, uh, an amusing guy. Fun guy to be around. Uh, I've lost all of that faith in him in these two shows before the show well in fact yeah, but the, the, between the uh, Vince Impression and the, uh, the Grand Wizard or whatever his fucking name was Impression done with Kevin Nash I don't know he's not, not fun, funny he's not funny he, you're not cool you've lost any, any any preconceived notions I had that you were funny or cool I'm glad I didn't pay that grand at Wrestlemania two years ago to get a limo with you now <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really glad because I bet it would have fucking sucked it would have been boring you'd have done your shit Vince McMahon Impression in the back of the limo none of you would have been drinking none of you would have been drinking at that point. I'm so glad I didn't buy that.
0: <laughs> this is, of course, does it lead to the the fantastic response from Sid about how he has that he's he's half they're half the man he is, but they have twice the brain he does. Which Scott Hall doesn't even try and hide the fact that he pisses himself with laughter at that st- utter stupidity. You slob. <laughs> The Nitro Girls are back. They talk about AC Jazz having quit the company for real. With their, which actually was the truth. They scheduled an AC Jazz versus Spice mud wrestling match uh, and she just refused and quit. Don't do that shit. <laughs> no. Can you blame her? No. So Tigress then jumps Spice so that they can start the new Nitro Girls angle that we're all clamouring for. I
3: didn't even notice.
0: <laughs> you watched it and you didn't even notice. Aye yeah, aye, yeah, yeah, it's just white noise at this point creative control beat Booker T in a handicap match the lights go out as Booker T was getting pounded and Midnight makes the save uh, again there's another great right hand on uh, one of the Nazis and good
2: I'll bet they really hated selling for it didn't they <laughs> think about that Yeah, we're selling for a woman not just that we're selling for a black woman <laughs> yeah. they would have hated that <laughs> Makes it all the more tremendous.
0: Yeah. Russo yelled at them, uh, talking about Dutch Mantel and just to make sure that the other ninety five percent of the fans who only watch casually realize that the two bald twins are actually rejects from the WWF with several failed gimmicks. Of course,
3: this referring to Uncle Zebekiah in nineteen ninety five. I don't think you'd have got that they were a failed WWF act from this. I think that's the story obviously they were trying to tell. But I think at this point there's so much shit is regurgitated on the show. No one cares. And no one notices because they look nothing like DOA. And they certainly don't look anything like the fucking Blues Brothers or Bruce Brothers or whatever they're called. Eli and
0: Jacob Blue. Yeah,
3: yeah, don't don't care. Don't care. (laughs) Frankly. Frankly. Don't blame you. (laughs) Russo,
0: backstage, or at least his arms, are yelling at the luchadors. Hoovey comes in and he's got a pinata. And Russo says they'll do a pinata on a pole match with a check for $10,000 inside the pinata we then cut elsewhere racial profiling yeah and we see in <laughs> the dawn of good taste Ed Ferrara as Oklahoma with Dr. Death by his side what are your first impressions of on scene Oklahoma
2: who the fuck's this person impersonating Jim Ross
0: yeah I would not have a clue I didn't know it was Ed Ferrara no neither did I. of course um, not it could be any Ham yeah I just were you offended by the old Bell's Palsy stuff or did you just did you think it was bad taste or did you think it was just stupid and... I thought I remember, again just thinking this is Bush League as fuck I
2: was going to say I. it'd probably be a bit disingenuous of me to say I, I sat there and instantly thought oh they're mocking his Bell's Palsy this is disgraceful and terrible it, it was more a case of they're mocking his accent this is stupid
0: hmm yeah yeah fucking just dumb yeah. dumb television I mean, everywhere in, in
2: retrospect you, you go back and you see him pulling the face expressions and you you, know, you realise just how bloody awful and appalling it is that you would mock someone for facial paralysis but at the time it's the overriding sense was just very much this is ridiculous yeah. and you all look stupid and yeah, it looks so
0: fucking dumb I mean, only made you know, worse
2: Shivani makes it t- so much worse with laughing, his jibes
0: in laughing I you know,
2: I, I re- you're the guy I replaced, or, some, or words to that effect. Yeah, they're, they're probably lines that are being fed to you know, Shivani. In fairness to him, but oh no, he has a, he had a good time oh, with JR. They? Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Either way, it's just Bush League, and you just get the sense that Bobby
0: Heenan wanted nothing to do with it. He was noticeably quiet for this.
3: And where yeah. are where are we on the show now? You've got um, you've got the J. Uh, sorry, double J referencing his WWF career every opportunity. You've got. The commentators talk, making WWF references every opportunity. Dustin was in the WWF. Dustin referencing it. You've got the Harris boys with WWF Brothers referenced Obviously, Russo referenced everything himself on screen. You've got um, Booker acting like The Rock. You've got some of the guys talking about The Rock. You've got <laughs> Nash talking about Steve Austin. Impersonating Vincent Man. Impersonating Vincent Man. It's just like, the fuck are you people think you're achieving by doing this? Oh, yeah. You're just putting over the opposition you fucking morons you just look like the him. one thing you should have learned off Vince is yeah. you never talk about the opposition and you're doing the exact opposite and this is why Vincent Mann tried to teach you don't talk about the opposition because nothing good comes from it yeah.
2: well, w- when's the only point at which you get references to WCW in truth you, 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 you get well, you, <laughs> yeah. you get sort of the panicked sort of throwing shit at the wall and saying if it'll stick mocking billionaire Ted in early 96 that quickly bombs so they don't draw attention to it you don't hear anything about WCW until about two and a half years later when you're at the tail end of 98 they're clearly on top in the ratings and their business is going through the roof yeah from a position of strength yeah, punching they, down they will reference WCW to mock them <laughs>
3: and only in complete mocking ways was it like uh, Rock doing the the intro the the, 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 uh, The catchphrases just pissing all over them guys and making himself look fucking ace in the process so so
0: (laughs) this does make WCW look ace (laughs) (laughs) at all
2: Vince Vince puts on the old southern accent and mentions WCW when he's referencing Dwayne Gill as a jobber in the first round of the Mm. Deadly Game tournament those are the instances in which WCW is referenced yeah notice the difference everybody
0: yeah of course, Doctor Death goes on the hit list here. Silver King, broken collarbone. Juventu Guerrera, AC joint, psychosis. Almost a broken ankle here from one run in. He just fucks everybody up with these throws. He looked good. He did look good.
2: He did look good. <laughs> did look good. <laughs> sucks to be the Lucianos.
0: <laughs> it sucks for you guys. But Dark, who was in surprisingly good shape during <clears throat> this run, by the way, he was in way better shape than I thought, than I remember. I always seem to remember him being quite miserably fat during this period. But he was in, he was in good shape. It was Dark. He's just ashamed that he was, you know, killing fools. This is the reason why Steve Austin didn't work with you, by the way. But uh, anyway, we have a match between Goldberg and Kurt Hennig, which starts backstage in a a backstage fight, goes all the way to the ring, and Goldberg beats him with a knee-bar submission. Of course, the rule is that if Kurt Hennig gets pinned, the powers of B have announced that when he gets pinned next...
3: His career is over. What are the odds on that, eh? Oh, fuck. What are the odds on that? A movie barely does. Oh, God, I'm going to have to fight Goldberg. He kills everyone with a spear, jackhammer, one, two, three. Oh, my career's done. There's no way out of this. And sure as shit, he loses, but to a knee bar. Lucky for him, Bill had been rolling on the mat a, bit, a little bit the week before and fancied trying out his, his jiu-jitsu skills.
2: <laughs> Bearing in mind, there's no real reference as to why they're so desperate to get rid of Kurt Henning. Not there's though. been There's been no real interaction between him and Vince Russo's right finger or or really the Harris brothers in any great way to say nothing of the fact of surely the way to tell this story if you're going to do it is the person valiantly fighting on to keep their career afloat so they're finding wins against all the odds
3: or or scratching around and finding shitty ways to lose but not get fit. if that was a but no it's just he it just happens not to lose to Bill yeah one two three that's okay there's, there's the scene against Jarrett in the, I think the following yes, week where, he, where just... he
2: celebrates his count out defeat by being slammed through the table.
0: <laughs> yeah. Holds onto the barricade so he can't yep. be going in for the pin. Yep. That's a good That's one. That's good though. What a, va- <laughs> what a valiant son, bitch. I want to get behind him. Sid versus Rick Steiner. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, Ends in a non finish as Sid powerbombs Steiner through the stage. They did the whole stretcher, neck brace, and ambulance scene for uh, Rick Steiner. And for whatever reason, the crowd actually bought the injury and cheered when Steiner was wheeled out. I cheered oh. I cheered for my house 20 years later so uh, oh, fool me once shame on me <laughs> <laughs> this is where uh, Luger sends Sting flowers to try and win him over but Sting doesn't want him uh, Chris Benoit beats Scott Hall believe it or not in a WCW tourney match uh, lots of interference of course ending with a submission with a crossface so Benoit who is put over quite strong this month
3: Yeah, how many kind of is but there's no as much as they're going to real focus yeah, I was going to say on, yeah. there's no
2: emphasis on it any, yeah. any any win that he's got is quickly lost in the aftermath of a schmoz yeah. so you don't focus on it to say nothing of the fact of all this focus on Hall and Nash, still far too much focus on Sid
3: why are they not, focusing on Sid
2: so not, much I don't
0: get it and not enough focus on Bill Goldberg no no not at all Um Bret Hart beats Billy Kidman in a tournament match with a sharpshooter way too short it's like 4 minutes long good match for the, the that's brief lo- touch. that's long by a Russo stretch well Noel well, then in your main event Sid goes to a no contest with Kevin Nash in the main event no DQ match of course he did. which does. went 8 minutes <laughs> these two get 8 minutes it wasn't any good at In Your House 1 it's not going to be any good now Of course, the finish. It's no DQ. Scott Hall's just interfering for several minutes. Goldberg makes the save. Spears, Hall and Nash. DQ. (laughs) Non-finish. Let's end it. No jobs. No jobs here.
2: Isn't this the one where Sid does the no-sell as well?
0: Yeah, Sid attacks Goldberg afterwards. Goldberg power slams him. And then he pops right back up, gives him a low blow, and just kicks the shit out of him until Brett makes the save. Fucking disgraceful.
2: (laughs) What dirt does Sid have on someone to, be able, he's to, to some... be able to get away with no selling for Goldberg
0: yeah in November of
3: 1999 he must have like a picture of fucking Ted Turner with a softball bat up his ass or something <laughs> it's, it's
2: either that or some incriminating photos of Jane Fonda
0: yeah yeah it's got, it's, he's, got, he's got something on somebody because there's no justifiable reason why this is happening remember when Russo made the comment by the way that Goldberg had never been booked correctly before
3: <laughs>
0: before he got there thank god Thank God he's here now. The ratings are in. Go on. Raw did a 6.2. Nitro did a 3.1. Oh, it's down. It's down! Who'd have thought that? Oh, no, that can't be right. It's down! It's still above a 3, though. (laughs) It's still above a 3. All press clippings aside, there is no indication yet of the WCW numbers moving up, says Dave Meltzer. Uh, Raw's peak number was for the Godfather versus Kurt Angle match and Jericho versus Gangrel matches, which both did a 6.65. In the battle of the main events, Rock versus Bossman did a 6.0, actually the second lowest quarter of the show, uh, which increased to a 6.4 overrun. Nitro's Sid versus Nash main event did a 3.0 final quarter and a 2.7 overrun. On the plus side, that's Sid's first three of the month. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and it drops to a 2.7. I, I think it's interesting here. Nitro's ratings have been a 3 2, a 3 3, now a 3 1. Every time the main event's on, it's like a 2.5 or a 2.8,
3: and they keep putting Sid in the main event. Why are they doing this? You see, you keep one, one element constant and you change the opponent, and you can see if, you, if they're drawing then. You see, you keep, keep constants to experiment with the variables. Unfortunately, the only thing that's varying is the rating, which is now going down. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, WCW was looking at getting
0: Bob Holly the big shot when his contract came up <laughs> but the WF signed him back up. apparently Holly was considering it but got a little bit nervous probably didn't realise how shit Nitro was and uh, that you know wasn't kind of all it was cracked up to be in. Well, stuck a, with the E there's a, there's a safe the golden F.
2: rule of thumb isn't there if you're going to get off of the deal is it a WCW contract mm-hmm. or a Time Warner deal
3: yeah at the time though, they wouldn't be thinking that yeah maybe not they should
0: have been yeah they should have. I'm, been. Imagine
3: if Bob had taken like a two point five million dollar deal. That, that would be hilarious. His- they would have signed for a big deal, though. Oh, yeah, we like, well, they that because
2: they paid like- the buffers five hundred thousand. Yeah, and, and
3: he's too good. He can. He can. He's I can a big get, shot. He can. Yeah. He can do the aforementioned NASCAR that I mentioned earlier. So <laughs> it's like double, 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 star power. Du- double, double. Sponsor f- five star. million. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they show NASCAR on the on TBS on the superstation. Exactly. Can have a presenting role. Throw you know, throw an extra one hundred k in for that.
0: yeah yeah, another note from the observer here apparently and this is actually one I wanted to mention uh, the Dustin Rhodes 7 character was apparently nixed by standards and practices because it too closely resembled the pedophile character from the movie Powder which and obviously this would be a great shock to you guys since I said it before when we recorded this show before it's actually false there is no pedophile character in the movie Powder there's a guy who looks the same who's just got like some kind of disability or like some special gift he's not pedo the pedo was the director of the film Victor Salva who got who got busted for being a nonce in the years past and apparently a lot of people were very uncomfortable when they filmed the, the film because they found out they actually came out that he'd been like busted for being a sex offender during, like, after it had been filmed so uh, yeah not true that he, that this is a pedo character although obviously but the I, illusion I, I, I m- can
2: see why there. you'd watch those vignettes and think that
3: though maybe I think that sounds to me like people just <coughs> connected dots and he just wanted to go a different type to Busso do it. Russo didn't serve. want to do it yeah, let's exactly. be honest it wasn't
0: his character yeah. it was Dustin's character he came with it himself and it was a chance to shoot Yeah, and there's always, there's always got to take those chances pew, pew. more on Steve Austin he underwent a malleogram where they shoot die into the spine to get a more complete look at the damage in his neck that on, sounds nice <laughs> yeah good way to spend an evening on November 19th uh, the indications are the results were not good regarding him returning to action
3: so Steve was might that before f- after they stuck the fucking fountain pen in his neck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not good here for Steve. At this
0: point, I'm not really sure. I really kind of grasped that he wouldn't be back.
3: Uh, I think it was just one of those assumptions. He'd missed time before, so he's going to miss time. He'll be back. Yeah. Steve is always back. He's fucking he's stone cold. He's stone cold, goddamn it. Yeah,
2: and, and bearing bearing in mind the way that uh, in the subsequent months after you'd hear about when he was going to come back, oh, he might be back for Mania. You might be back around July at fully loading
0: you
2: know I, I think it was lost on everyone that it would be almost you know, a full year
0: yeah moving now to the show you've all been waiting for it's Sunday the 21st of November WCW Mayhem on pay per view an apt name <laughs> you could say 13,839 fans don't sell out the building a 0.45 <laughs> buy rate for 165,000 buys less than half of what the direct did this month um Actually, almost a third of what the WF did this month. So anyway, could best be described as a weird show, says Dave Meltzer, which... Charitable? Charitable, I'd say. The first time WCW went into Toronto, the building sold out in 15 minutes, and the second show, a pay-per-view where the general buzz was that Hart was going to end up with a belt, failed to sell out at all. It didn't help that the WF booked the Skydome for a house show the night before and drew over 18,000 people. So another uh, kick in the dick there from, uh, from old Vinnie Mac. Uh, it's, I'm curious on that one, though.
2: Given how much it would have cost to rent the Skydome, would, would they have even made made a profit off the back of gate receipts? I'm sure by the time you throw in merchandise, like, they'd have made a no, profit. But
0: uh, It's a loss leader, though, isn't it? It is. He's done, the, he, he's done this for <laughs> years, crazy. Vince.
2: Oh, what a, what a wonderfully prickish move. That's brilliant. That's great. I'm so much stronger than you. I'm referencing you on my TV now. I think you're that pathetic. <laughs> but I'm not above giving you a kick while you're down. <laughs> you don't believe me?
0: Ask Gagney. <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart wins the, w, the uh, WCW title for the first time here, only two years after entering the promotion. 2.5 million a year. Bizarro world is in effect on this show. It's a very pro WWF crowd. Um, Goldberg gets booed. Sting gets booed. Bagwell gets booed. Booker gets booed. Um, Sid gets cheered. Curiously enough, Kurt Hennig gets cheered quite wildly <laughs> against Bagwell. Some fucking awful matches on this show. Meng versus Lex. <laughs> Vampiro versus Berlin. Uh, Courageous and Disco, which is just again looks like amateur out because Courageous is just green green and a leprechaun stick at this point and Kim versus David Flair which actually happens with David just stalking her around the ring
2: her pretending that she's going to give him a blowjob
0: then low-blowing him On Anderson comes out gets hit in the back of the neck with a tire iron and they tease that he's paralysed and the crowd doesn't care they boo wildly so yeah the start of the show is, is, uh, is Benoit and Jarrett Benoit wins so then, and then we get like Sting and Sting and Brett in in the other semi-final Brett wins we get the the all-Canadian final but they can't just have Brett versus Benoit in the final in Canada it's a great wrestling match
2: no because people would
0: expect that Liam too easy too easy it's not a challenge no no, No. that's not what we want bro it's too predictable so it's run-ins from like Malenko and Nash and Hall Malenko dressed as a clown (laughs) Um, Nash and Hall I think Goldberg appears and fights with them I think what encapsulates it perfectly
2: considering how good it would have been and how you could have had this sort of nice crowning moment now, i'm not for one second suggesting it's going to turn business around they're going to skyrocket or anything but you know for one night you could have had this really positive moment a classic match with with bret finally getting his due getting some a bit of you know, sort of genuine focus long overdue bearing in mind what they were paying him and bearing in mind how hot he was when he came into the company yeah but when he's putting the sharpshooter on and Benoit's fighting at the point where he turns him someone has thrown a bog roll into the ring which is clearly seen on camera
0: yeah well that happens for Goldberg and Hogan too in the Georgia Dome so to me it's a sign of, of triumph for WCW <laughs> all of it's best moments involve toilet rolls being thrown in the ring <laughs>
3: <laughs> deep side streamers, Carl. Yeah. Deep streamers. Was it in the Deep South? Well, Toronto. <laughs> okay. uh,
2: the Air Canada Centre.
3: Okay. Yeah. So. Canadian confetti. That's what we it
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So uh, just just uh, just a poor show in terms of like the, the, again the, the amount of bad matches and just shitty fucking angles. The, 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 the Kim and David thing just seems to go forever and they can't just do wrestling matches with a wrestling finish with a, in a tour and the thing is too, it's like the final like, 20 seconds of Bretton Benoit is so ace it's so intense, and you can just tell them Like, alright, what do you want to do for the finish and they came up with a good finish and they're like, right, fuck this we're not going to waste our time breaking our balls for this great match when these arseholes are going to be running every fucking two minutes, it's just a joke but uh, apparently there were uh, more jokes being made after the show, a confrontation between Mike Graham and D'Lo Brown, uh, the two were talking when Brown made the joke about how you old guys will do anything for a paycheck. That was not meant to be taken seriously. Mike Graham, my favourite individual, uh, didn't take it as a joke and came back with, "At least I never crippled anyone." To D'Lo, who was one month away from having dropped poor draws on his head,
2: His daddy's business?"
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that, but uh, you know, yeah. class individual Mike Graham. Yeah, more more on this individual in two months time and the impact he plays and fucking WCW royally moron hate Mike Graham Or also- this his soul. yeah uh, <laughs> or
2: something like that
3: didn't have to interview him for the book then no no, cool. no didn't have to thank god <laughs>
2: <laughs> also well, no, if he'd have interviewed him for the book then the book would have been Mike Graham's idea you see?
3: well
0: obviously yeah so yeah probably got a letter asking for royalties <laughs> Um, when both squads were in Canada, because obviously DWF ran uh, the the Skydome as we mentioned, DDP spoke with The Big Show and The Boss Man about making a move to the WWF. He's got about two and a half years left on a $1.3 million guaranteed deal per year. Uh, but with WCW to be making budget cuts, <laughs> what? and that being one of the highest salaries for a guy not being positioned at the main event level anymore, there may be a chance they'd let him go. He has already asked for his release, and apparently feels that even with a big contract, that staying in WCW could result in him turning into Mark Mero With the amount of time that Russo is giving to Kimberly, is
3: that's okay? What involvement? What to what degree does his boy and swinging partner Bischoff leaving have to do this? Really, since I one would assume that's the reason for most of his push. Yes, okay.
0: I would imagine that's quite a lot to do with it because he's not going to have the protection of Eric anymore mm. because, to be quite honest at this point, why would he? Even even so...
2: They're okay, getting trying to gravy he, train his way on his <laughs> old
0: WCW boys.
2: Even so, Mark Merrow in 98 is not making 1.3 million guaranteed. No. Just cash the cheques. <laughs> it's two years down the line. Who knows what tomorrow will bring?
3: Yeah. Was it desperation as well because he's... he's, he's he's getting on isn't he so oh yeah he's, 80, the game. he's uh, five I'll tell you what
2: I'll, I'll take desperation for 1.3 million dollars Alan yeah
3: that's
0: true <laughs> but, yeah. and the New York Times wrote a story on Vince Russo and Ed Ferrar this week and the uh, November 22nd issue who the
1: fuck issue.
0: is Ed Ferrar Ed Ferrara. I, I know who he is but what is he he was an arsehole he, was, he actually was a bag carrier he was yeah, a, yeah. He he's basically he wrote remember the show Weird Science yes he yeah. wrote it
3: oh that, that, that the chick was fit the, like, Vanessa
0: oh, oh yeah yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah. See the, see I you haven't seen the film, that show in years see her
2: in the film Kingpin
0: oh yeah yeah that's class yeah. Oh, Bill Murray's fucking great in that oh, film oh
2: big earns above the law <laughs>
0: God damn, I'm going to watch that film after this is finished. Anyway, so he he, <laughs> co- he was a contributor to uh, Weird Science. And then he wrote, like, Duckman or some other bullshit show. The WF took him on, and he became, like, Russo's, like, underling lackey to help him, like... He was Russo's lackey. ...write some yeah. things. So when Russo left, Ferrara, realising that he was useless on his own, pretty much just said, if you're going, and they'll take me, I'll come too. And they, they went together as the dream team. And Russo's like, who's going to
3: suck my dick now?
0: <laughs> you're hired! Yeah. Well, he's got to make some room for Big Daddy. But uh, there you go. Virgil was still employed. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so anyway, in the New York Times, which wrote an article on Russo and Ferrara, Russo, quote, says, there is one word that we start and end every conversation (laughs) with. Logic. (sighs) (laughs) Once you lose the logic of the situation, then you lose the realism and you lose the audience. It's all about if you were in this situation... How would you
3: handle it? I fucking hate this guy. I just, fuck you, you cliched fucking moron who is totally out of touch with reality. I fucking hate the fucking shit that comes out of this guy's mouth. Yeah. I would smash him in the face right now if I saw him. <laughs> wait, wait I don't
2: care. Nothing, nothing says realism like being hit by a car and then back on TV the next week with nothing wrong with you.
0: How would you handle it? I
2: know, I'd handle his contract. <laughs>
0: yeah so uh, logically speaking Russo Russo actually has done quite a fantastic job of like getting himself out there in the press like, and, and, like yeah, there's like reports that like he's helping WCW tremendously around this time and really there's nothing showing that and the buy rate has dropped and we'll con- and by the way spoiler we will continue to drop for the rest of the year don't give the game away oh uh, well, you know I just want to kind of give a little bit of perspective here November twenty second, the next night, Draw and Nitro head to head one more time. Uh, they open with Vince having disappeared and everyone's looking for him. Um, the Hollies beat Mankind and Al Snow, uh, which is the, the one great moment with of Bob Holly this month where he blames Al Snow for cutting yeah. into his merchandise royalties because the Bob Holly action figure was packaged with Al Snow and head. See that's the kind of
3: realism that is really entertaining. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How would you handle it after all? Yeah, you're pissed off. Yeah. DX was in a limo ready to arrive when Vince was hiding in a car in the parking lot with a baseball bat uh, Vince drove the car into the DX limo and bashed it up with the bat while
2: screaming mercilessly while he's behind the wheel
0: yeah p- pure stone cold Vince McMahon here yeah oh totally yeah Steve's out like the way
3: this one. show this
0: show is all stone cold Vince yeah
3: it's like uh, he wrote, he's in his, he's in his uh, cupboard with his little half glasses down his nose and he's like oh, all this cool stuff I'd have Steve do oh fuck it I'll just do it myself I'll do it now they'll be ace I can pull it off Yeah, I am the second baddest man on the planet anyway yeah. I've got balls the
2: size of grapefruits
3: yeah well I'll use that later down the line it's a good line that <laughs> <laughs> uh, although there is a great little hint dropped here oh, the, in the limo from x Pack. yeah because uh, uh, he accuses Triple H of having a crush on Stephanie which yeah. oh, I was thinking about this why you know why you would say that why Triple H would get Puck to say that it's a nice foreshadowing for the angle but Triple H fancying Stephanie doesn't play into the storyline at Mm. this point. They're just screwing over Vince. So, I just wondered. it's like the kind of thing that backstage Triple H is trying to seduce Stephanie and like he's trying to get her attention. Because men do strange things like segments like that and shave their beards and they're trying to get attention. And, And, and I think... I think he just you know he said it and, and Stephanie was there backstage for a giggle to herself and yeah, I know what he's doing yeah you slimy piece of shit Triple H <laughs> well played yeah. Chris Jericho beats the Godfather
0: on this show so the, uh, the losing streak appears to be over um, the police were there to arrest Vincent for trying to commit a premeditated something or other against DX uh, and while Vince was being handcuffed Triple H attacked him and kicked him in the balls in plain sight of the cops no charges pressed there's
2: only so many cops bossman has got most of his sets of handcuffs
0: mm. Mm. the rock and Al Snow and Mick Foley have a funny exchange backstage where the rock thought Al Snow was a janitor <laughs> <Ow>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Al it's the fact that he's talking about him while he's like if he's not there like he refuses to look at him while he says Al is this jabroni's name <laughs> yeah
3: classic. <laughs> and I was like, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> he was like, I hate you. <laughs> I like Al in this role. He's like, Catherine, he you it a little bit too much of the I hate you stuff. Yeah. Like, Don't even stuff.
0: They did some bridal shower soaps with Stephanie, which were uh, less said about them, the better. Apart from Mae Young acting like she was drunk and falls into a
3: cake. I love Mae Young. Yes. Acting like she was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> acting. Mm, yeah. You love Mae though, huh? Oh, I think she's great. She just puts <laughs> a smile on my face every time I watch her. She's just like She's like, nan, but like a badass. She's <laughs> fucking great. Yeah, after, after
0: seeing her bump off the apron in the last episode of the timeline, that was an Ivory hit with a bell, so that's fucking classic.
3: all those stories was when Bubba was going to put through the table and she told, him to, he told, she told him not to be a pussy and relate, and it's yeah. like, you're ace. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love you, lady. <laughs> yeah. Big
0: Show beats Kane by countout to keep the WF title. Could have been worse, says Dave. Uh, Viscera. <laughs> Viscera comes out to put the moves on Tory Kane's gal and uh, Kane jumps out the ring to save and got counted out fans booed this finish out of the building and what a fucking hot program that's going to be Kane and Vince. <sighs> this ends up going nowhere by the way so uh, a shameless out for a, for a big match uh, Shane comes out and says that Vince was going to accept Triple H's challenge for a match at Armageddon so it's on Venus and the British Bulldog the failed main eventers up against Too Cool on this show Valvinus laves and uh, it's 2 on 1 against the Bulldog the posse went in for the DQ and Mikishi curiously runs in for the save
3: and after the match dances with Too cool for the first time you smell that magic this is so great they didn't even know what they're on obviously they didn't know what they're on to but they start doing the dances and um, and people are starting to get into it and they cut away backstage and it, as they cut away backstage it's just as Quiche is about to start moving and you can hear over the the, the, um, the mics um, the fans out by the ring they're just popping for this guy these, these three fools, and quiche doing his thing looking pretty cool for a big fat guy with a dimply ass um, <laughs> it was just yeah it's like they, they cut away like it was WCW and the fans were still reacting but because they didn't expect these jobbers to get any reaction so yeah. it was a it's a great thing to see
0: yeah it didn't get, they didn't think it was like they to put it in there it was like a little funny little thing for like 5 seconds and cut away and forget it ever happened but the reaction is so strong and it's like oh man again the worm getting more and more over by the way by yeah. the show it's kind of coming into play so it's amazing to think that in 2 months they're getting the reaction they're getting at the Rumble but uh, yeah this is where it starts the Rock is in a handicap match against Albert and the Boss Man when Mick Foley, without his mask, comes out to be his partner and reforms the Rock and Suck connection. So, this has kind of like been kind of building with like Foley slowly kind of warming to The Rock again when The Rock kind of. Rock's already revealed that he didn't throw his book away. He's getting his jabs in on Al and as he's doing it, Mankind's kind of marking out for the catchphrases again. And I kind of like that as like Mick Foley's like kind of slowly moving away. I think that your analogy last time was like a a, a breakup.
3: Of yeah. Like, he like it was like to me it was like uh, Foley and Rock Split and Foley was a little you know of course he was testy because he thought he was never in Rock's league and you know thought rock had put him down and maybe cheat behind his back or something along those lines and so he went you know for ball and, and, and it's it a defense mechanism he got he got abusive towards rocky and then you know but he always loved him he always preferred him to al yeah and as soon as he realized actually rock had never besmirched him like he thought he had well all's forgiven really yeah. let's get it on <laughs>
0: <laughs> foley puts the soccer claw on both guys uh rock then used the rock button the people's elbow on albert and foley gets the pin uh, and finally, in your main event, Triple H wrestles the Acolytes in a handicap match. So, <laughs> I guess they really thought the war was over. I to say at this point they're just fucking with
2: WCW. No heat the, at all this, again. This, this is very much just a what?
0: What amount of shit can we get away with? Triple H versus the Acolytes. No, again, no heat at all. Bradshaw accidentally close lines for Triple H hits Bradshaw with a chair and leaves. But as he gets to the entranceway, Vince has been released from prison. Stone Cold and then uh, clocks him with the chair and throws him off the stage. What a bad motherfucker he is. Remember, Vince did say once that Steve Austin was playing the real-life character of Vince McMahon. Oh, we all know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we did not say that. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah, I love Vince. What a dick. <laughs> I know. Over on Nitro, the <laughs> you same night. He didn't say that? I oh, know. The... In
3: the real world, who would even say I'm the real-life Steve Austin? The... Steve Austin wouldn't say that. No. <laughs> no
0: so we've got to talk about Nitro unfortunately again now it is that time the show opens up with the Bret Hart promo he's out with the WCW belt and the Outsiders come out challenging him to a match a tag match on this show and Bret picks Goldberg as his partner uh, Jeff Jarrett then appears and drills Bret with a guitar and steals the WCW belt so uh, this is leading to a uh, change of circumstance later on as,
2: big on belt theft in this company
0: oh they love it mm. no, no, no one who holds a belt actually holds the belt too predictable of course yeah um, and it's
2: logical that it being an expensive piece of gear that someone would want to steal it. Obviously. That's where the logic comes into it. <laughs> it
0: does. Goldberg tells Brett to wrestle Jarrett and that he'll find his own partner to fight Hall and Nash. So that's kind of the, the, the way this moves. Tony Marinera, who we haven't mentioned yet, and he's disco, a few with uh, disco, basically insinuating that disco's in the Mafia or owes money to yeah, the Mafia. Managed.
2: Yeah, we we haven't mentioned him for good reason.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he introduces two thugs, Big Vito and Johnny the Bull, and fucking Big Vito, who I don't like anyway, at the best of times, in his television debut, just keeps looking at the fucking camera <laughs> the whole time. He's supposed to be doing this sketch with Marinara, and he just gormlessly fucking looks at the camera all the time. Just
3: adds to the amateur hour of the show. I it's know. beautiful. It's so like you'd never see a pro do this. Exactly, that's it. It's like a show full of guys who are not professionals. No, <laughs> so no.
0: Yeah, so it's it's a fucking disaster. Creative Control win the tag team titles. Yeah. We were all waiting for that. Patrick and Gerald got the belts. So they am surprised it was long to be honest. Yeah, beat Conan and Kidman. Uh, the idea was that, Kid, uh, sorry, that Eddie Guerrero would be caught kissing Tori Wilson on the video screen and that Kidman would freak out and leave. But Eddie legitimately refused to kiss uh, Tori because he's married. And that was a big thing he just wanted to be seen kissing a woman on television um, and Kidman left for no apparent reason just left coming on high and dry because someone's talking to his girlfriend and but bear uh, in mind
2: this is the girlfriend who when she was abducted three weeks earlier he was busy filming Lex
3: <laughs> I guess I remember that was it he was insecure that when he was off filming Lex um, Eddie was the one who actually, actually jumped off the top and grabbed the uh, the, the key, key to free save her so yeah mm-hmm. so maybe he was a little
2: Mm. to say nothing of the fact just imagine the point at which Kidman leaves we're left with a wrestling match on cable television seen by millions throughout the country involving Patrick, Gerald and Conan
0: (laughs) thanks Billy think about that (laughs) just just take a hike Brett Bret Hart beats Jeff Jarrett uh, when Dustin Rhodes KO's Jarrett so Hart pins him pretty good match but uh, this is unfortunately the the kind of the peak of Bobby Heenan being fucking awful this month oh, he smashed he's smashed wa- he's wankered for a lot of the month but you can tell he's in particularly bad shape yeah. on this show at one point he's talking about Jeff Hart
3: He's just, oh, he's, he's just slurring his words all over the shop he's, it's, it's kind of it's sad
0: it is it's sad. sad it's sad considering you know how good he is yeah, and how, how much the spirit's been
3: being out of yeah. him yeah we said it before haven't we that he's just sitting through this shit week in week out and trying to do his thing it's just wearing him down and he's oh, this great great man has been reduced to this yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, let him have his drink and let him get his money
3: yeah
1: <laughs> it's
2: great. enjoy yourself Bobby
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any less of you no <laughs> no No one thinks any less of you no. it's their fault Jim Duggan, who's the janitor... We haven't even mentioned this. Again, there's just so much shit that goes on. Jim Duggan was there in his suit asking Russo for a job, saying that you know, he overcame cancer and he's got his wife and kids and all that. And Russo, I don't give a shit about your cancer. I want the ratings. Ratings! <laughs> we got to do something! <laughs> so he makes, him, he makes him the janitor. Anyway, on this episode... Um, Duggan gets mad at Russo, who told him to clean the toilet. With a, he told him to clean it with a toothbrush. Um, later on, Juventud Guerrero brings some bad tequila... To Russo. Russo spits it out and says, Get my toothbrush. But Duggins cleaned the toilet with Russo's toothbrush, but we don't even see the payoff. No, um,
3: so it's the, all a waste um, of time. The toilet's supposed to be filthy, I guess. Uh, Bischoff's got diarrhea. No, sorry, Russo. Russo's got diarrhea. That's not actually his writing, it's actual physical diarrhea. <laughs> Um, except they then show the toilet, this disgraceful toilet, which Duggan's going to use the toothbrush to clean, and the toilet is absolutely perfectly clean anyway. They, mm. they, they actually show as us. As a whistle. As a whistle, yeah. With nothing, there's no float there's no skid marks. <laughs> nothing.
2: You can't even see any dettol. No. <laughs>
3: you don't know, think with the quality
0: control they would have actually done that. And you, you know that Russo would have loved it anyway. Why didn't they? Was that standards and practices ruin his Maybe, again? Of yeah. course it was. <laughs> Damn it. Tigress beats Spice in a fucking god-awful match. Is this feud still going? It, it, it continues after this because, unfortunately, our girl Stacey Keebler gets involved and the, <sighs> this feud must go on. Yeah. Uh, however, there was a uh, one bright spot on this show. Roddy
3: Piper returns, oh, Kieran. Oh, Roddy. Oh, Roddy. For five minutes... Roddy Piper saved the show for me, I mean he didn't save the show for me. But it's, it's near the end, so I wasn't going to turn off at this point. And we had a pod- <laughs> and we had a podcast record, so I was going to sit through it anyway. But for five minutes, when Roddy turns up, he's his performance levels just uh, the cadence of his voice, the inflection. Uh, he's just fantastic. He's- after watching the fucking misfits, yeah. and the Nitro after girls, amateur after amateur yeah. after Vito staring into the into the, into the camera longingly or confusingly, uh, to see Roddy just just. Be such a natural performer in such a, a, a even though it's a complete throwaway mundane rubbishy role, he's still absolutely brilliant for me. I just, I got a real kick out of this. Like this is a guy who's fucking talented as fuck. Yeah. Another one who's just wasted in this this sh- fucking mire at the moment. <laughs> he comes out basically running down
0: Russo for ruining wrestling, but uh, Russo cut the mics off from this red hot pipe bomb that the hot rod was laying down. Uh, he's stormed back to Russo's office for a confrontation, and uh, Russo tells Piper that he's done. But Piper said he had a contract and could appear on TV whenever he wanted. Russo then says that uh, Piper will be on TV as a lowly referee. Otherwise, he'll be canned, I guess, as a breach of contract. So, this is where Piper does there. yes, sir. Take yes, sir.
3: He laughs at being a highly paid referee, which is like a nice twist on the real life contract situations in his company. Yeah. And says, oh, yeah, f- fuck it. Let's just do this. Yeah. Again,
0: amateur hour. Medusa beats Asia in a terrible match that we will have to sit through. Malenko beats Benoit in a capture-the-flag match. Um, Brett runs out after the, uh, after the match to kind of clear the revolution. He's got a bit of a face like thunder on him, Brett. It's like he didn't want to be involved in this shit fucking fast. Like, why am I involved with the revolution here? I'm the world champion. But uh, in the end, obviously, Malenko captures the American flag for the win and then proceeds to uh, threaten to burn it and the Canadian flag in a, in a garbage can. I guess the revolution mm. is seceding is the idea here. So he's going to burn the flag Brett comes out makes the save and he waves the American flag which mm. they make a big deal out of Yeah All has been forgiven after all
3: mm. And that was the whole point I guess uh, Yeah <laughs> if, if there was any
0: lingering resentment about the Canadian
3: That was it It was just to draw a line under it wasn't
2: Bearing it. in mind in the <clears throat> Benoit Malenko feud we've now regressed from cage
0: match
3: to capture <coughs> the flag Yeah Cage match to ca- Cage match in a tournament setting
0: capture the flag no reason
3: Well that's why it wasn't in the tournament so you know Yeah Logic Carl
0: finally in your main event Hall and Ashby Goldberg and his handpicked partner Sid
3: oh my god these Hull two and Sid and
0: his enemy his they're enemy buds,
3: no, they're bros apparently they're softball bros I think that's it he recruited him for his team yeah <laughs> you'll play bro oh man yeah and he
0: was on He's, he, he watched that clip of Mark Maguire in the bat on Goldberg's chest oh, and he that thought it. that's it oh
3: that was it
0: yeah
2: when would he have seen that because they didn't show it on Nitro
0: yeah, he did they showed it did they?
2: they did
3: they showed it in softball sir.
0: that was that, that. was one of our things that they always complained they never showed it when actually they did show it on TV they only did. showed it
3: once but no one was watching the show <laughs> yeah, no one was
0: paying attention but uh, yeah so anyway Sid's turned babyface apparently and he's now mates with Goldberg we get cheered
2: bearing in boy. mind his last interaction with Goldberg was to low blow him
0: yeah yeah Goldberg spears Hall Sid powerbombs Hall Nash drops an elbow on Sid and puts Hall on top for the pin what a red hot baby face they've made old Sid Udy Udy <laughs> however the proof is in the pudding fellas because Nitro does a 3.4 this week oh there you go <laughs> you got they it they
2: still done a bigger rank with fucking Hall and Oates let alone fucking Hall and Sid <laughs>
0: <laughs> Raw did a 5.5 Nitro is 3.4 the big news is that Raw's main event of Triple H versus the Acolytes in a handicap match fell from a 5.2 to the lowest rated segment on Raw in months a 4.7 quarter hour we're so much stronger than you we can
2: fuck about with the last segment
0: and we'll still beat
2: you by more than two points <laughs> <laughs> that's how shit you are
3: <laughs> we'll stack the odds against the baby against the heel ch- who no one gives a shit about you like not even the, the champion. champion anymore yeah yeah wow shocker <laughs> yeah it was clearly an audience
0: switching to the uh, Nitro main event of Goldberg and Sid versus Hall and Nash <laughs> since it grew from a 3.4 to a 4.0 with the gap being less than one full point for the first time in a long time in the main event segment there was only one quarter where Raw doubled Nitro this week early in the show when uh, <laughs> Jericho oh no sorry Angle versus The Godfather did a 5.9 destroying Guerrero versus Kidman at a 2.7 oh. poor Eddie he deserves yeah, that's better than that sad. Yeah. So there you go. Godfather, five point nine. It's become
2: so lopsided that we're making a big deal about the fact that Raw only beat Nitro
0: by double in one segment. As, a, Two. as, as opposed to the yeah. usual five or six. <laughs> We got some budget cutting this week, finally, from WCW. Barry and Kendall Wyndham, Hector Garza, let go. Lizmark Jr., Ron Reese, Scotty Riggs, hit the bricks. Chris Adams, Scott Armstrong, Glacier, also dropped. And Stevie Ray is having his contract renegotiated downwards from the 750 grand he's currently making. And he's not it's wrestling. Just 2.5 million.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sucker's got to go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is. A, I love this one. It is believed the eventual storyline with Hulk Hogan, who of course walked out, walked out, wink, wink, uh, with Russo's plan is that Hogan is going to do a worked age discrimination lawsuit against WCW, with the feeling that a real lawsuit got Flair over huge as a babyface. The out-of-court settlement will be that Hogan has to start as a preliminary wrestler, and the storyline will be for Hogan to work from the opening match all the way back to the main event. The idea is he could be back on top as a babyface, because Russo would be such a strong heel, and Russo wouldn't want him in the main events. So it will make people want Hogan back in that spot.
2: Nobody knew outside of a tiny, minuscule, insignificant fraction of of, of a number of people knew that that Bischoff was suing Flair and Flair was counter-suing Bischoff. No one had any concept of a lawsuit. It was very simply a case of, it's Ric Flair, he's tremendously over, in some parts of the country, he's like God, and we haven't seen him for a long time and he's back and he's back with the horseman no less yeah I just the
3: whole
2: to to say nothing of the fact sorry (laughs) say nothing of the fact of. let's emphasise how stale and tired and old we are by having an age discrimination lawsuit that's
3: it that's that's what what I was going to say exactly you're going to not only that you're going to highlight it by making him the top star again working through the whole roster beating it all the heels on the way and then he's going to lead the company again oh my
0: fucking god yeah gives me a chance to work with all those fucking young'uns who can't draw any money and he's going to put them in their place yeah brother
3: <laughs> on route to the
0: top oh. a second major player in the sponsorship game the US Army followed Coca-Cola's uh, lead this week saying that they were pulling all their ads off Smackdown after pressure being bought by the parents television council and L. Brent Bazell III there they are the PTC, which has targeted Smackdown in particular and the sponsors of the show, have become enough of a perceived serious threat to that dreaded domino effect that the WWF on Raw asked the fans to write the company's sponsors and tell them how much they like wrestling. Yes,
3: that's Bush League. <laughs> that is so Bush League. Yeah,
0: they do this, they do this, they do the same thing when uh, the XFL's tanking <laughs> in 2001 where they they, they desperately trying to get like, people to write in and tell the networks that you like it or watch it Contra- contrary to viewing figures <laughs> <laughs> in uh, somewhat related news there is a guy that's been appearing on the WWF shows uh, being about, about the company being a moral who comes out during the Godfather and Val Venus' matches uh, with the signs in the crowd uh, he's actually the new writer they've hired from the Conan O'Brien show who's helping out he's going to become a regular character possibly as the head of a fictitious moral zealot fanatic group that wants to shut down the WWF which appears to be fueled by the PTC going after the advertisers so uh, this does actually become a dead issue within a month, and they realise it's probably not a good idea to stoke this fire. But the idea is there, and obviously they're going to capitalise on in a year. The Big Show cancer angle that we're all so fond of was originally conceived by Terry Taylor. If only he could have got the book. Oh. The planned conclusion was nothing like it turned out. However, the idea was that the father would die and be cremated. After the funeral, the Undertaker would go to the house, steal the urn, and pour the ashes down the toilet and flush it to build to an Undertaker big show programme to get show back on top.
3: Oh, that'd be much better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. If
2: only they'd have been able to go along with that one. Gosh darn it.
3: Yeah. Why do they bury him whole?
0: Yeah. I prefer Boss Man dragging the casket, to be honest. Yeah. It was funny.
2: yeah. And well, At least it's, you know, it's, it's a storyline that's over quickly enough. Yeah,
0: yeah. nice and quick, nice and simple. Gorgeous George, of WCW fame, is telling friends that she's going to the WWF. Her WCW contract doesn't actually expire until next June, but Savage's does expire in January. Jim Ross, on his website report, claimed that the WWF has had no talks with Savage, I guess addressing the rumours. If WCW doesn't renew Savage's contract, and the feeling currently is that they're not going to, the belief is that the WWF will take him. There was also the Slim Jim sponsorship, which goes wherever Savage goes. Uh, there was also very strong WF interest right now in Ric Flair, if he's available to uh, get out of his contract. So uh, I think that's really interesting. Like yeah, during this period of time, when it's clear, or like one of the big fucking stigmas with WCW is that again, it feels so fucking old, and the stars on top feel so dated that they want Flair, and there's talks of Savage at least, or at least whispers or rumors yeah, of Savage. But the-
2: the, the Savage talks however significant they may have been at the time they, they, it's been referenced there it's probably all about that Slim Jim money that's what they're after more sponsorship that's it they're, you're losing sponsors is there a way we can bridge a bit of the shortfall well, if we bring Savage on board we bring that endorsement on board as well Five hundred grand. a grand you know, and, and to be honest we, you know, we can use Savage however we want really or not use him yeah God knows WCW paid his brother not to use him,
0: so... Yeah, might as well keep, keep with that family tradition. Uh, there's a backstage scuffle before the November 29th Nitro in Denver, which Diamond Dallas Page wasn't even scheduled to be at between Page and Buff Bagwell, which saw Page oh. getting one good punch before it was quickly broken up by Terry Taylor. Of course. Bagwell and Page have been friends in the past, so it's probable this is an angle, and Page is the type who would be into angles like this. I.e., a bell in.
2: <laughs> well, and who better to break up a cock fight than a cock <laughs> there was a
0: lot of suspicion by those who saw it who weren't completely convinced that it was real because obviously they had ample opportunity to actually fight and there was only one person holding them apart because they locked up in a pro wrestling style <laughs> <like laughs> but ran off the wall like it was kids or <laughs> in the bedroom <laughs> Yeah. On yeah.
3: <laughs> more shoots I have shoots, bro. I gotta, gotta work someone gotta work
0: the boys, work the boys. apparently the, the idea was that Paige was yelling at Bagwell for having slept with Kimberly, and then apparently he yelled at Kimberly in front of the guys as well afterwards and all the boys like
3: didn't you yeah I have, yeah,
0: have. <laughs> why is, is this breaking news I
3: thought we all knew that <laughs>
0: <laughs> we move now to the final Nitro and Raw of the month thank god we're here an awful show long skit let's go Nitro first the Mama Luke's <laughs> Oh taking Mean Jean to a strip club taking home two blondes for a spaghetti dinner and <laughs> not not that's not innuendo um, it's no. not a euphemism yeah. this is literal <laughs> and the women were working them tied them up and disco and the hottest new star in WCW, Lash LaRue. He did submit the cap three weeks ago. He did. and he yeah. did
3: The only clean victory on this show in two months. Lash LaRue. <laughs> yeah. and, and he went for a while
0: with Scott Hall as well in the uh, the next round, as I remember.
2: It's not some sort of discrimination type thing as well, is it? I mean, think about it this way. You've got the Sonny Ono lawsuit flying around. Yeah, that's to come. So, bearing bearing that sort of thing He's in only, mind...
0: Actually, you know what? He's just been fired this month.
2: Yeah, so bearing that in mind, maybe they're trying to, you know, just you know, carry a bit of favour or something. Like Look...
0: You can't accuse us of racism.
2: We're pushing a ginger person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if you, do, if you don't think racial stereotyping or stereotyping in general is, is the key here, Disco and Lash pour marinara sauce and spaghetti <laughs> all over Vito and Johnny the Ball.
3: They just. did well, they, they, so they go back for a spaghetti dinner, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, There's right? the logic. There you go.
2: What would you do? Would- yes, but the illogical part of it is that. The idea that they would need to take me and Jane to strip clubs, mm, that's yeah. Right. Oakland knows. They have to this. talk him into it. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: Oakland knows
2: the strip. He just got back there. That's
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Ryan Shamrock keeps getting gifts from the Maestro. Another act that's not really getting over, by the way. Uh, and when they she finally goes to meet up, it's crazy. David Flair in a wig, <laughs> and the Maestro is like inside the piano upside down. It's like it's getting zanier and zanier. Yeah,
3: but it's the best thing David Flair's ever done.
0: It yeah, is. So. That turn around with the wide eyes, with yeah. the wig, yeah. More, more of this.
3: <laughs> more David flair in wacky situations is okay.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. not good. Okay. Not in the
3: ring. Oh no, no, God no. Away
0: from the ring. Good God. Lord no. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. to Guerrero beats Jushin Liger for the IWGP title on this episode of Nitro. No ring entrances for either man, and there's no belt to be seen anywhere. Do you think a title
3: switch though? Be- because they the announced it the tree in the woods and no one hears it Did it fall?
0: well this actually is kind of I guess a Liger's theory because he was going over there for like a one week tour of duty and <laughs> yeah I know Again. it's quite quite the way to phrase it <laughs> <laughs> and basically they wanted him to drop the belt and then he'd get it back but he didn't want to drop the belt because New Japan hadn't said that was okay so he just didn't come out with the belt in this match and New Japan refuses to acknowledge that this was a title change. There's,
2: there's a smart man and a smart company.
0: Yeah. And, and the match is a fucking backdrop for Brad Armstrong as Buzzkill on oh. commentary. Buzzkill's the word because this gimmick sucks dick. It's terrible. <laughs> Doing his, the, the hippie thing that works so well for Van Hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Did they make a couple of references to his brother as well? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course they Big brother. Yeah. But Big... without saying who the fuck his brother is. Yeah. <laughs> like, what?
0: Yeah. Oh, know. we all know that and he's in the WF the star, oh, yeah, he's star it's, it's New York yeah of course Tequila Ball to the head for the win here from uh, for Hovington Guerrero
3: logical
0: Kevin Nash through Scott Hall's WCW TV title in the garbage can one for you Carl yeah it was for you Carl where it belongs they long might... may it stay <laughs> there for you Carl yeah. the, that's the only bit of this entire month that was for me this might they might as well dump all the belts in there for the good they're going to mean next year says Meltzer so there you go Uh, the revolution is now anti-American as we mentioned and who should come out but Jim Duggan with a (laughs) 2x4 of questionable (laughs) veracity as he hits Saturn in the aisle and the the wood not Hulk Hogan but the (laughs) 2x4 bends at a 45 degree angle and stays that
3: way
2: I I think you're right to be sceptical of the structural integrity of this piece of wood
3: (laughs) the the, the alleged wood does then bounce like foam when it's dropped as well. Curious. while <laughs> while people take turns trying to stretch it back out into a normal shape. Yeah, he's
0: trying to like you're trying to like subtly move with his yeah, hand, and it's,
3: it's not moving. Ridiculous. It ain't going. It's <laughs> uh, <was> the most <laughs> cringeworthy, embarrassing thing probably all month for me. It's the most, really, it's one of really. The, it's probably the most amateurish thing because this is beyond ridiculous. This is just because they're all selling. Okay, Miss Fish is probably probably worse but there's, you know, they're all trying to sell and they're bumping and then it's fucking foam and it's so obviously a foam fucking piece of wood <laughs> like it's not even questionable two year olds no this is not real this, wood doesn't do that no wood does not bend you mean it's defying the laws of physics it's not logical um, yeah and, uh, it's the new logic <laughs> it's not new logic it's a
0: new logic <laughs> <laughs> dude Doug has been working with a real 2x4 for years he doesn't need
3: a fake standards and practices though Oh uh, yeah, we're not
2: we're not going to be far away from the term international object.
3: Yeah, Jerry
0: Flynn challenges anyone to come to the block. It's here. Uh, <laughs> it's
2: finally arrived. I promised it to you, people. <laughs> I've teased it, and now we can all agree it wasn't worth the fucking wait.
3: <laughs> the Fight Club theme, which is clearly someone's just watched Fight Club. Yeah, well, it must be around that time, wasn't it? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. First rule of the block should have been no one ever enters the block, in my opinion. No one ever talks yeah. about it. No one ever shows first, it.
2: First rule of the block is you don't book the block. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so the, so they did. Uh,
1: Roadblock
3: so should have turned up. <laughs> uh, that would have been better. <laughs>
0: the block, yeah. The what? block in the block. Yeah. Two of the Nitro girls had a food fight backstage. You talk about amateurish. This, this, this was again. So there's so many fucking cringe worthy yeah. moments. How does this not just destroy the ratings every week?
3: They're conditioned to it. They know it's shit. It's this is just about five minutes of them slowly rubbing mashed potato in, in, into each other's boobs and slowly trash talking. What while, if I did this while laughing?
2: I mean, this uh, we're at the point with the people that are watching Nitro religiously at this point. It's a bit like the, sick. Well, <laughs> it's a bit like the uh, the, old, the Family Guy skit where they're taking the piss out of the program Jag and they say just old people who watch it for the company. <laughs> I feel like that's where we are with Nitro at this stage. It's it's for the company. It's out of familiarity. Because
0: it sure as shit can't be for anything else. No, and uh, the, the fans in Denver felt the same way because they booed this vociferously while it was going on. It goes on forever until the one high spot of the entire thing, which is that... Lalani Kai's there! (laughs) Lalani Kai and Bertha Faye rock up because they're gonna do a mud wrestling match on this show, apparently. And Lalani Kai's backstage eating at the buffet when the food fight goes on, and she starts to choke. And just when we think there's trouble, and she's starting to choke. Fucking Uventud Guerrero The, juice. the, the juice. juice is loose The new IWGP Fucking junior heavyweight champion Comes in Freaking out Again looking at the camera
3: Yeah but it's funny when <laughs> He
0: starts giving her the homework And basically just butt fucks her and Even when she falls to the ground He's
3: just butt fucking her uh, He holds position Waste <laughs> control And continues thrusting away
0: <laughs> While he's screaming In his fucking hilarious help, accent help, help, help Somebody Somebody help This jerky! <laughs> I love him. Fucking Hoop and Tube Guerrero. You just can do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he saved a life here on Night he Show. did save a life. <laughs> and just so it wasn't getting any more amateur, Jerry Only beats Dr. Death in a cage match. This match was fucking terrible.
3: Jerry Only.
0: <laughs> Jerry? <laughs> is the one and only.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's a special cat, this guy. <laughs> He's fucking fringe, whatever that is. And...
2: Nobody oh. would want to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because this is one of those moments <laughs> where you can see he's got. Even though he's actually in pretty good
3: shape. He's in so great shape. He's great. And for, they've all got, a, they've, they've got great looks together. Yeah.
0: That, but. But backstage and they're all walking yeah. down the corridor and vamps in the middle, yeah. they look cool, but when they get in the ring, fucking <laughs> hell. Jerry only looks like he's got no athletic coordination whatsoever. That's His amazing. arms and legs are flying all over the place. If he runs the ropes, he he's just runs at these awkward angles. He's not a pro wrestler. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and Dr. Death is just oh god he's just locked on his club away because what else are you going to do with this fucking schlub and then fucking Spice and Tigress and the Nitro Girls have another fucking food fight that might actually have been worse than the earlier one (sighs) think about this though
2: again this is late 99 testosterone filled wrestling your main audience is is that 18 to 36 demographic in theory That's, that's the one they aim for anyway then you put something on TV so terrible that you have, you know, as I say, testosterone-filled males booing women rubbing each other.
3: You put it like that car.
0: It makes quite the point. Fail. You know, <laughs> how,
2: how bad do you have... In that context, how bad do you have to be to get heat for that? <laughs>
0: A number one contenders match with Sting vs. Jarrett vs. Benoit ends with Dustin again attacking Jeff Jarrett and Benoit getting the pin. Uh, we get Goldberg vs. Kevin Nash on this show. Pfft. Hart gets the chair, hits Nash, spear and jackhammer, and it's over.
1: Cool.
0: Goldberg beats Nash. Goodo. Great. Bertha Faye comes out for the MUD match. Of course, Lani Kai is out because she almost died from before Hooven 2 uh, saved her. Lex Luger, our boy, had told Vuso that he'd get Liz to do the match. Uh, Roddy Piper as the referee gets involved and he ends up riding Bertha in the mud
3: yeah Roddy wasn't as good as the week before
0: no not quite I mean the fans still loved him granted me personally creative control come out I don't know why and then he throws he throws both of them in the mud pit while while Piper's in there too with Bertha and then Piper pins Ron Harris counts the pin himself and I just thought how funny it was that the mud match with Bertha Faye and Liz ends with Roddy Piper pinning Ron Harris of course it does
3: You can't tell who's who when there's mud everywhere, Liam. Well, I suppose that's true, but... Logic.
2: And in a world where Johnny Boone can get into a fight with a wrestler... And win. Why can't a referee win a match by counting the pins himself? He has ultimate authority to count the fall.
0: Yeah. Flynn in the wall, in the block this goes on
3: forever fucking
0: hell I'll bet it's not as long as I think it is I bet <laughs> I'll bet it longer. is it's longer it's two if... hours of niece to the midsection <laughs> niece to the midsection going back going away from the door and going back to the door I
2: think, I think I'd find it more preferable if I was kneed in the
0: midsection <laughs> this many times it's like the WWE drinking game where you just like when you see something horrible you just want to get kneed in the midsection I feel like for the purposes of the timeline to help us with December that's
2: what we should do we should be watching December through a drinking game
0: <laughs> we need to because this is is getting rough and again this just goes on and on and on for fucking. it it's being filmed at a different frame rate so it looks mm. different it looks even shittier than the, the usual fucking no, production no, no no no
2: not shittier grittier
0: yeah grittier that must be what it is so they're just punching each other forever <laughs> they're punching each other forever and then it just ends it just ends Berlin shows up the war walks after him it just ends Thanks for that. The block. <laughs> I'm
2: sure it's just a one and done. They'll, they'll learn from that mistake. The fans,
0: again, the fans are booing this furiously in the building. Uh, finally, Lex does, in fact, shove Liz into the mud. Uh, and then Sting throws Lex in the mud. Lex is actually kind of funny. He's wearing his big suit. Oh, he, yeah. And he takes his shoes off and he, he, his socks off and he pulls his little fucking trousers up so he doesn't get mud on them. And then he takes the bump. And then Sting throws the shoes in and he sells it. And then Liz gets out and falls right on her ass. Did
2: Bobby Heenan just screaming on commentary,
0: SAFE! <laughs> <laughs> the one time he was on, almost. Hey, he still has his moments, as Bobby. <laughs> Hennig wrestles Midnight <laughs> in quite the match. Previously retired. Previously retired. Yeah, okay, so we should explain this. Unfortunately, we have to keep some continuity here on this show. Hennig did lose by pinfall to Bagwell at Mayhem. Somehow the fans actually applauded him as he went out and felt sorry for him and believed that his career was over. The next night on Nitro he shows up, he's a heel, he's working for the powers that be now. He's under their thumb. So, yeah. Making the last five to six weeks completely meaningless.
3: Completely meaningless.
0: So he has this match with Midnight and Midnight's trying to do a match in heels, first of all.
3: mine heels. mine heels. They're very strange shoes.
0: Yeah. And perfect. (laughs) Who does an, an admirable job with what he's working with I feel Yeah. just at one point just starts slapping her around on the face looks abusive gets an abdominal stretch and what does he do?
3: he starts slightly love tapping her, her, her left her right pec slash breast
0: he just starts slapping her tit right there full view of the camera just slapping her titty just, just around little tits <laughs> little
3: tits well they are little tits little slaps little, what's this? yeah, yeah we can do about it yeah <laughs> it's very strange yeah
0: very very peculiar behaviour it's like he does it the
3: first time and then thinks oh I shouldn't have done that but if I don't do it again it'll look really weird so I'm going to make a big deal (laughs) I'm going to start slapping around
0: yeah just make it look natural yeah and then in the main event it's a three way three team cage match Goldberg and Sid long lost battles Hart and Benoit Hall and Nash Piper's referee all the stars in one match inside a cage can't wait for this this number and the match ends with Hart and Benoit winning Jarrett comes out with a bunch of weapons and just walks into the cage to start this off he hits Piper and Goldberg with guitars Piper still wins with another diving headbutt off the top of the cage Benoit, sorry, Benoit wins uh, with a diving headbutt off the top of the cage on Hall and Second Hall, time in a month Second time. In a month, and Hall is like in the opposite corner of the ring is crazy. Benoit, this fucking mad bastard, does this headbutt all the way, literally all the way across the ring, not a cliche he flies the entire distance from like ten feet up he'll be fine for no, for this nothing match he's killing himself for this oh, anyway so after the after the finish of the match um, Goldberg throws Jarrett into the cage which I think was supposed to break but didn't so, so he tries again, looks like shit Scott Hall gives Goldberg the razor's edge Nash powerbombs Sid while Jarrett lays out Benoit Hart's handcuffed to the cage and then they just kind of stand around for a while and stall and then it ends this is one of those segments that they always seem to book where it just seems like everything is happening and nothing resonates it's like what the fuck is going on there's fucking headbutts off the cage there's a cage being broken there's heart being cuffed just fucking guitars broken Goldberg makes a comeback ends up getting laid out anyway they're going nowhere Nowhere they are going nowhere fast over on Raw I wrote this match down not because anything happened but because I couldn't fucking believe they booked it Bossman and Viscera versus Big Show and Kane <laughs> what kind of sick bastard makes that match they're fucking with WCW world champion Big Show world champion Big Show and Kane versus number one contender lest we forget Big Bossman
3: he beat Rock so and Viscera these aren't flubs the we're talking about
0: are they? I guess not um, <laughs> it's, uh, Viscera's no, terrible this was, in this match
2: this was nearly 20 years ago yeah and I still find it galling to hear the words number one contender big boss man who the previous week beat The Rock yeah even
0: to this day Pre- week, week before that lost to Al Snow <laughs> don't forget that yeah so X-Pac comes out in this match and spits on Tory and gives her a spin kick That's great that was fantastic I love X-Pac as That's a heel brilliant. he's so good yeah he's hes a, he's a gem on these worth shows worth remembering that as we go into the month of December it is it is, because obviously Tori is Kane's girl, and we'll see how this plays out. Uh, Vince comes out and says, obviously this is the big wedding tonight, he's going to give Tess a wedding present, a match with Triple H on the show. Uh, there's a show-long sketch where Stephanie's having a wedding party, and they just basically show her getting loaded uh, the night before.
3: Uh, Tess beats Triple H. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to interject it, because By all means. there's a point to this. Yeah, like, On the Russo show, he'd, sh- he'd, have, the- he'd have loads of fucking... Um, prefacing segments to you know to tie his logic together, but it's just completely pointless and meaningless, and he's actually wrong in his in his assumptions of what information he's cascading to the crowd. But this is certainly brilliant because she's a fucking hen do she's getting pissed, and it just ties in beautifully what's going to come. So it's just the slow build for this stuff is what this company does do really well. When it, yeah. does it. At one point, she takes a shot from a bartender and gives a noticeable <clears> hmm. <throat> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, there's something in it. Cool. There there's something, something in it. In it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it's brilliant. It's great. Yeah. So this is this is re- this, honestly this is this is really well done. There's a thread on the UK fan forum. I we'll give them a shout out right now where they're talking about. St- wait, it's just the, the thread's is called Fuck Me. That was well produced, and it's just talking about stuff in wrestling that was just perfectly done, and this needs to be talked about in that vein because I think that the whole production of the wedding at the end of the night will talk about, but fuck me, it is great. It's just so well done. Tess beats Triple H in the wedding present match Vince is wearing a mask of himself and is the referee uh, the rule is of course there's a restraining order Vince can't get close to Triple H so he wears a mask of himself cleverly <laughs> because no one would be silly enough to wear a mask of himself who do that yeah. yeah, he's the ref uh, Triple H had Tess pinned because he's actually really better and uh, Vince wouldn't count for him so Triple H decks him Shane then comes out hits him with a chair Tess comes off the top and Vince fast counts him Uh, Triple H told police that Vince had violated the order but the cops checked it out by going to Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe who claimed that Vince was in the bathroom and they could prove it if they smelled the bathroom (laughs) protein parts (laughs) so it wasn't all better on this side of Uh, things I suppose good old stooges Uh, they did some more hilarious things to play with uh, Rock, Snow and Foley on this show just love seeing these three together Um, there's a funny note here about how they stuck Foley with Al Snow as a tag team and all it did was mean that every time Foley was on the show the ratings went down <laughs> strangely enough they stuck the rock with Al Snow in every segment and guaranteed to make it that Al Snow won't make minus 100 rating points for the year
3: we'll get your average Al don't
0: we <laughs> X-Pac and the Outlaws beat Rock, Foley and Kane via DQ when a Rock has the match won after the people's elbow but Al Snow interferes to save McFoley by hitting I think it's Billy Gunn with Head uh, at the same time as Rock's about to win the match, uh, Rock's not particularly happy with this, so he gives him the uh, people's elbow. There so, there you go. And then, the big wedding. <laughs> okay, the, the difference between W Series production all month long compared to this production. This was so good. This is way better than I remembered it. Yeah. This was so much better than I remembered it. Even Triple H's part near the end was way funnier and way better than I thought at the time. Mm. It's like the slow burn all through the show like showing her backstage with the the stuff we talked about but even backstage with the bridesmaids who we don't even know are all gathered around and Linda's there talking about how beautiful Stephanie looks and we don't see her and then he goes to Test who's with the boys and they're all dressed smart Jeff Hardy looking fucking cool in his (laughs) suit and Edge is there and fucking you know all talking about you're know, you nervous, you're nervous, and all this stuff. And you look nervous. as we said sweating, pissing sweat. Oh my god! Yeah. And uh, and then of course they do the introductions for the wedding, where the, the wrestlers accompany these bridesmaids. We don't even know who the fuck they are. These women have no face, no name. And like Dilo gets a pop when he comes down, a little bit of a bob of the oh, head with her. he does, because it's Dilo. Dilo's great. Dilo's wonderful. Tess comes out to his ring music. <laughs> <You> nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mark. Yeah. And then uh, yo Steph comes out and they're doing the whole thing and of course the big reveal Triple H comes out at the uh, the appropriate moment well, first of all it's
3: Vince and I said it wasn't no f- any family.
0: only family members yeah. are allowed to, to be there if they're not invited invite. yeah, yeah. family members and invites only Triple H comes out obviously uh, Vince is pissed but then it all makes sense because Trips actually is a family member he shows the video that reveals that Steph was passed out and he marries her beforehand at the Little White Chapel and this is fucking great just for Triple H again. Being in the car as he's doing the narrating at the start, where he's talking about how, you know, oh, this is a beautiful <laughs> place. Look at the, the painting on the ceiling of all these babies with their wieners hanging out. <laughs> like
3: <laughs> It is, but my only problem with it, and it's not a problem, it's more of an observation, is he's acting very Nashish. Nash-ish it is. And the DX are very NWO cool. So I'm so shocked the wedding didn't get yeah. booze and they got more cheers at this point because they've completely stopped any little nuances of heelness in the like the, the ring intros and stuff uh, with like Dog doing the promo um, so really there's such a fine line between what they're doing like DX being heels compared to like say Steve Austin as a face against yeah. Vince I mean the line is so thin but they pull it off on the whole even though they get the kind of the pop and the reaction when, when you know the punchline at their step trips are married it's um yeah, they, I, was, I was shocked they actually they, they stuck with it this crowd. So. Yeah. Mm.
0: And that's it, again, testosterone fueled wrestling, and they're cool with this wedding. But again, just the way that the fucking camera like will cut to Vince looking proud and Tess pissing sweat. Tess and... was so useless. He oh, just, yeah. just a, a,
3: a tall schlub, sweating his ass off. I mean,
0: it would have been more
2: convincing if, if it was Dino Brown in that role, I think. <laughs>
3: well, totally would have been. Should have been Mark
0: Henry, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dino's best man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, but yeah, and this is the thing again. The punch I, I I forgot how funny and Triple H is So the one thing you must be thinking, uh, dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> great line. And it's just how many times did you consummate the marriage? Vince is just freaking out in his Steph face
3: crying is brilliant. Yes, yeah,
0: that's this is that's one great acting moment. Jeez. He's Vince crazy. is awesome. The show goes off the air, and the WWF is just fucking ace. It doesn't matter that we able to watch Bossman and Viscera versus Show and Kane to start with, because when they do something like this, they do it so well. Oh man, the ratings are in. Raw at the six point five. Weddings are over. To Nitro's three point one. Sid isn't. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They shouldn't have done a Sid and Goldberg civil partnership. <laughs> yeah, that would have had to yeah.
0: spy things.
3: have taken the rounders back today.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> wedding the 7.3 overrun. Oh, 7.3 overrun. While Nitro's cage match started out at a 2.9 and fell to a 2.7. Benoit did that diving headbutt for a 2.7. Yeah, for, for people tuning out. So they could see Tess sweat his bollocks off.
2: Triple H- a ver- segment with Tess <laughs> in did north of a seven.
0: Yeah. Triple H versus Test in a match did a 6.9 rating, destroying Nash and Goldberg, which did a 2.7 head to head. Test, My God. Really is. This generation's Kevin
3: Nash. So when, when Kevin Nash looked at that piece of paper with 316 written on, he should have said, a rating we'll never get in a main event for our. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so what I put into my forehead right now. Oh man, what an absolute destruction. More problems with the WWF. The US Air Force, m M&M and Mars and AT&T have pulled their sponsorships as well. With all the bad publicity due to hit, and worried in particular about a Wall Street Journal article on November 30th, the WWF announced loudly that it was toning down its product. The decision was apparently made on November 27th by Vince McMahon to combat what were expected to be a series of negative media portrayals that are going to come out. According to McMahon in the Wall Street Journal, you will see less aggression, less colourful language, less sexuality. Some of the more controversial characters may not appear on a regular basis on Smackdown anymore. So, Vince is finally starting to feel the heat a little bit. This is what uh, Mm. Bischoff had kind of proclaimed was eventually going to happen and I guess it's finally starting to. I think I suppose we'll, we'll we'll see it a bit
2: more as we as we go forward and refresh our memory of the of the show in December and January that sort of thing, but I don't remember watching it and seeing a noticeable toning down in the product. I think. But so. either no. way, <laughs> it's, it, worse. No, it's, it's key. As as it is, exactly. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. well, they can kind of get away with that in the sense of it's pay per view, can't they? I, I suppose, to. but by mm. and large, I don't recall there being a, a particular toning down in the product
3: it's just,
2: just start putting women through tables I was going to say maybe I'll watch this back and I'll, and I'll notice something that I didn't before but
0: I mean may Young gives birth to a hand
3: yeah, swear, maybe they turn the swearing down the language
0: possibly hmm. um, fitness model Trish Stratus who is backstage at the WCW Mayhem pay-per-view has been signed to a three year WWF deal uh, with the idea that she'll be an in-ring wrestler with the proviso that no nudity is involved so uh, she went to WCW to get a
3: deal and they said nah and ref said yes 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 nah you know come on it's Trish she totally worked WCW to get the deal she wanted yeah Miss
0: Congeniality from ECW has also been signed by the WF and this is obviously Lita so uh, Trish and Lita signed in November a couple of other notes here regarding reports of an imminent D'Lo Brown jump to WCW it has been talked about within WCW and it's become a bit of an internet war the WCW hotline claimed that Brown's contract would be up in two months and he was close to joining Jim Ross who is in charge of signing wrestlers for the WWF said that Brown's contract had 18 more months before it expires WCW sources claim that D'Lo has an out in his contract in January and is expected to jump Uh, so this combined with the news that D'Lo was at mayhem in in that discussion with Mike Graham. Uh it's curious timing because Delo doesn't really get used well again. And of course the draws things happen by this point, but at least I mean he was on Survivor Series and he's he's he he read really just nothing of any value after this. Poor Delo This is pretty much the end. Um the main idea for the top WCW angle in two thousand, you'll be glad to know, is tradition versus the powers that be. With Hogan, <coughs> Piper, Flair, Dustin and Duggan on the face side with Larry Zabisco tentatively figured in as well against the powers that be team which obviously we'll, we'll come to because it gets formed at the end of December Oh, doesn't that sound like a winner I can't wait it sounds like something <laughs> uh, Steve Austin's crew as an active wrestler may not be in grave jeopardy based on results yes! based on results <laughs> of further testing Austin, the biggest merchandise seller in pro wrestling history, is expected to undergo a spinal operation shortly to remove a bone spur in his C4 vertebrae that may save his career. Yeah, remember that woodster. Yep, so he's still... There's still hope that Steve's going to be back. However, 34-year-old Mick Foley is winding down his career... Fuck me. (laughs) 34. That... 34-year-old Mick Foley's winding down his career due to the accumulation of all the injuries he's suffered. There's been a lot of talk this past week about a retirement announcement, but with the uncertainty about Steve Austin, the company didn't want to have it appear publicly that two of its three most popular performers were in danger of injury-induced retirements at the same time. Foley appeared on TSN's Off the Record, which was taped before the November 22nd Raw. It was supposed to air on November 30th, with the belief that the announcement would actually be made on that episode of Raw. Landsberg even said to start the show that by the time the show airs Foley will have announced his retirement on Raw and obviously they pulled the decision uh, due to the uncertainty with Austin uh, before that last diagnosis so uh, interesting there Foley's career as we, as we end this episode of the timeline looks like it's kind of uh, heading, to, heading towards the end uh, so that kind of wraps us up for November 99 your final takeaways gentlemen on the beauty of Nitro and uh, the kind of the direction of Raw Raw has not been stellar necessarily this month but there are embers of things kind of moving into decent positions that are going to pay off tenfold in two
3: thousand uh, I mean, what is it to say that hasn't already been said. um Vince no nothing has going to insult Russo, that I was going to insult Russo then, but that has all been said uh I just hes he's absolutely clueless. He's a clueless guy who doesn't know how to present. I'd love to know what he thinks he's presenting that's what I'd like to I'd like to know Russo, mind of Russo I would like oh, to get inside no thought. I would I'd like to see inside the mind of Vince Russo see, I, I, does he actually believe the shit he's no, no he doesn't
2: have you ever seen those American um, PSA um, adverts the old this is your brain on drugs
3: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: that's kind of what I'm picturing you know the, the fried egg on the skillet because that's cause, cause that's what my that's what my brain must have been like after watching the nitros. I mean, y- you say you could insult Russo, but the nitros speak for themselves. Um, yeah. In fairness to WWF, they've it's hard to be overly critical of them in any way because they've just done this monster number to end the month. Business, by and large, is pretty damn healthy. Yes, there's the, the sponsorship issue that's sort of underlying everything and they're, they're, it would appear they're successfully finding a way to recalibrate after losing their biggest star which is interesting because
0: remember that didn't happen after SummerSlam when Austin wasn't on the show after SummerSlam the rating did drop without him around and now it's still holding strong and doing well now
2: imagine the shoe on the other foot
0: and WCW
2: going great guns and they lose Goldberg try and picture the shit show that we would have been served I mean it was terrible enough anyway and Goldberg was there he was
3: booked in the mid card it so,
2: wouldn't matter <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know just point well taken maybe maybe not my best comparison but just just that general sense of you know the cl- Im- imagine the, the clusterfuck that is WCW they would never have been able to cope if, if Hogan with goes something down, like if that if Hogan
3: goes down during the midst of the NWO angle
0: yeah
2: yeah, yeah that's probably a better comparison
3: yeah they'd
0: they would I don't really have he, he still fucking put himself on TV all the time, even yeah. if he was injured, yeah. and he was just carried with interviews and stuff. But that's the thing; it's like, and it's you know, it's the effect. There is no one star on WCW show. Like they're all, just, it's like a bunch of guys. I think this has been a major problem for WCW like since forever. Since like it was obvious that like Hogan had no drawing power anymore. They they can't focus on one guy as the star of the show ever because they've got so many fucking people to cater
2: that's to. It, it's the fact of Hogan isn't the draw he was and an unwillingness within the company to move away from him
3: Yeah, and, yeah, and by this point they've just uh, insulted everyone's intelligence so much with their booking and the flip-flopping of characters and the titles and stuff like that they've just offended everyone's loyalties so much so that only the real, real hardcore well, actually, no, that's not even true at this stage yet it's going, going say, that way it's going that it's way they're eroding their audience I
2: was going to say we're, we're in a point where the, the goodwill is gone and we're not far far removed from basically having the fans consist of the holdouts who will just never go to
0: Vince yeah yeah. And it's, it's, again it's interesting because we're getting to that point but it's, it goes to show I mean these week to week ratings they've pretty much stayed the same so what does it say about it takes weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and years of just pissing in people's mouths before they just say you know what fuck you two I don't like the taste of that look at at
2: how terrible some of the television in late 98 was WCW WCW yeah all the stuff with Hogan and Warrior and how god awful that was but it wasn't until we got into the end of spring and summer of 99 where things it wasn't it wasn't a gradual drop they just created. They just <laughs> created. It fell and fell hard. They
3: started flipping at the start. They started flipping at the start this year, though, didn't they? Straight after Starcade and everything turned on its on its head again with characters flipping. Yeah. Numerous oh yeah, times, it, so. it
2: was terrible TV, but the numbers were still pretty
3: good. I thought I felt it. Felt like watching them. I, as a fan, even now watching them, i lost. That was, that, that was so they flipped stuff so often in that period it, that was really damaging in terms yeah. of it, credibility of what they're yeah, pointing like you, towards yeah
0: you. You, after all this time you lose the essence of the show by f- moving so many things exactly. around what, what happens is irrelevant because it's going to flip and flop so
3: much it yeah. doesn't matter enough. there's no stability there yeah
0: like by, by turning Hogan babyface after what mega heel for years by turning Flair who they love heel by fucking over Goldberg by just doing all of, you know, this you know, shit show after shit putting after the shit belt show. on page putting the belt on page didn't help but like oh yeah it's just one thing after another it's just like you know what this you know, why watch WCW frankly yeah. and when you watch these Nitros and it's just amateur all over the place I can't believe this, the remains are holding up like this yeah, that's true. I, I think it's kind of a minor miracle but hey we must know something we don't so on that note that will wrap us up for November of 99 of course we're going to return to the timeline to talk about December of 99 very, very shortly before the end of the year is, is the uh, is the target, but we will be back next week with our Room 101 show talking about pay-per-view shows and episodes of wrestling television that you want to banish into oblivion forever and act like they never happen. Tell us why, we'll vote on it, and uh, that will be next week here around the open table at Squared Circle Gazette Radio. So, thank you very much for listening for Carl Jones. We made it, everybody. And for Kieran O'Rourke.
3: Clear that we made it made it even though we had a pact up against the
0: wall! I am Liam Rook and we are out of here! Talk to you next week! Mm.